And we are live. Welcome back to the Game Junction Podcast. We're here for episode 73. How's everybody going, doing? Doing pretty good. Not it's a good else. night and a good week again for gaming news. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's another massive week. It's been like Heavy. What, five weeks in a row now. Just, yeah. yeah, just nonstop. Smash, smash, smash. Banger after banger. Yep. Helps this Freezing. podcast. Definitely. Yeah, it does. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, you guys will have a good week. Yeah. Uh, it's debatable. It's been a busy week. Mm. There's work, so it's never a good week. No. Nah. Yeah. Like, I had to go to work this week. It's, it's by default, yeah. it was negative. Exactly. But, I mean, you can't complain with the four-day work week at the end of the day, so. Yeah. Yeah, get those federal holidays off, baby. Yeah, that looks like a dream of retirement. Apparently, we got a little bit of voice cutting out for for some reason. We got we had some issues here uh, as far as getting set up, so can't get my uh, camera turned on. Unfortunately, it's not not allowing me on uh, either end. Uh, But we'll go ahead and get started. Lee, do you want to get and start with the notes? Yeah, at least we can still hear you. That's the main thing. Yeah. Uh Uh, well, yeah, as we said, like this week has been absolutely massive, which we have a four page full of notes of everything of the just past seven days, which I don't know where you guys want to start. Like, do you want to start with Nintendo Direct or you guys want to start with about theme or about Elder Ring or how the fact that everything I see on TikTok is still Helldivers, 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 Helldivers. I have to take your word for it. I don't use TikTok. Oh, yeah. It's it's either memes or gameplay or disappointment in the servers. It's, yeah, it's, a lot of disappointment. I, yeah. I've heard really good things about it. Me too. Yeah, I've heard really, really good things. Um, other than the server problems, of course. I mean, that's... Yeah, like they weren't expecting the amount of people to, to hop it in play, so it's causing problems for them. It's like the one thing that I've heard. Really yeah. only main negative anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, a good yeah. problem to have, really. Like, if it happened to Blizzard or, you know, like, game launches often go pretty bad. But when you think about it, like, it's such a good problem for them to have. It's a really good problem for them to have. Yeah. Considering they, and you and majority of those people are actually on, on PC. Um, they obviously have a ton of uh, PlayStation players, but it looks like, you know, Steam has been basically the main source of the player base. Mm. Which is yeah. super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no I, I did see a tweet yesterday or this morning. Apparently, they're going to be upping it to 700,000. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm hearing great, great things. That is good. To hear. I am absolutely 100% going to grab it, but I'm going to wait for all the server you know, issues to be worked out. And, you know, I, I think it'll drop in price as well a little bit by the time I'm ready to grab it. So. Uh, yeah. Got to wait for one of those uh, Steam sales. You get it like 60% off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I'd grab it on Steam, though. Uh, Hashtag PC Master Race. Yeah. What up? <laughs> well, we are going to... We got a few things to plug. So we've got um, Nintendo Supplies Pokemon Presents a Bingo Card. So we've recently partnered up with Nintendo Supply, and uh, the bingo cards are really, really popular. So they made them for all the Nintendo Directs recently. And this one essentially lets you add in what you hope or think you might see at the Pokemon Presents, um, which we'll get into. Uh, that's part of the segment. 
But if you want to go over to their website, they are linked in the description to check that out. Also, I want to give a shout out to Nixie, their wizard controller. It is essentially a GameCube Joy-Con controller here. Now, these actually separate and become actual Joy-Cons. So it's really, really cool. If you're an audio listener, they've got it in the color of the classic Indigo. They've got the spice orange and I believe a black as well. So um, that is also in the description. And if you use code Game Junction, you get 10% off with our affiliate link. So uh, got those plugged. So we got um, one of the things this week was the Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, essentially, they're going to, I guess, be trying to allow you to stream the games that you own instead of just Game Pass. So if you own the game digitally, period. That's what they're they're trying to do, um, which I, I think probably should have been, you know, in there from the beginning. But I think the focus has always been Game mm. Pass. So I, it is good because, I mean, I've got stuff all the way from, you know, the beginning of the Xbox 360 on there. I've got uh, over 1700 games on my uh, X Series X. So I think it's good. I've not into cloud gaming much. Um, I think I've tried it maybe twice, but uh, yeah. You know, I think it's an awesome thing for getting more gamers. It's a great way for people to kind of a low cost, have an entry to it, because a lot of times, you know, especially people that, that are not gamers, um, that want to try video games. It's, it's a really high ceiling when you think about it, like all the other hobbies or things of that nature. It's pretty relatively cheap um, until you get into those expensive rich people sports. But for the main part, like you can kind of experience every hobby pretty cheap, but gaming is one of those things where if you don't have a internet cafe, it's it's nice to have cloud gaming as a little step to to see if you like it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah I agree. Um, yeah, it's it, it's good stuff. So that's good that they're adding that. No, nothing major, but I think it is a you know a move on their part that uh, is positive. So we we want to see some positive Xbox news. Um, we, we've definitely got more Xbox news as well. Um, but we do have as well um, more layoffs to report. Um, unfortunately, Yay. Build a Rocket Boy, yeah. which is part of Rockstar North, um, had some layoffs. So they, they've been working for Rockstar North. I think they've been a part of them for quite a while, but they do a lot of the story-driven um, type of games that, that they put out. But it looks like that they have laid off uh, thinking they didn't give an actual amount, um, but it is like an ongoing story. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, everybody's safe. They're, everybody's they're, safe, and yeah. I feel feel like if it's not now, it's not delays now. In you know, in the gaming world, now it's layoffs is now the second biggest word. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's become attached to to gaming at this point, um, which is just it's crazy because we we've, we've been reporting on it since the beginning of the year but realistically like i had discussion of it early in uh december so uh it's been going on for a while we're you know at the end of february and um still which is hilarious when you think about it all these games are hitting like peak players like crazy releases lately and all these studios are laying people off and it just blows my mind it doesn't blow my mind, and the reason is because I saw it coming um, a million miles away with uh, the way the gaming in industry has been since, I would say, 2019, 
And it really, you know, changed as we discussed uh, 2020. They took off with the games as a service because they relied on all the people that were playing games now. And uh, a lot of those people have since backed out and they've lost a lot of money. So it doesn't surprise me one bit, um, honestly. Like, I, I. Yeah, but when you think about it, when you think of, for example, I don't know if you guys play ARPGs, but last Epoch released like two days ago, which is like. I wouldn't say a triple-A game. Like, it's not a big studio. They started on Kickstarter, and they got backed, and they managed to make this huge, massive game. And they're having server issues, too, like Helldivers. Uh, granted, not as big. Um, they have, like, peak concurrent players was around 200,000. But this is great. So far, been a great year for gaming. Layoffs aside, it seems like the games that you know, a couple years ago would would reach, I don't know, 50,000 concurrent players is now reaching like 200,000. And then we saw what happened with Power, like a game that's essentially like a double A game had 2 million concurrent players. It's it's insane. They it's also, yeah, and they sold 25 million copies. Like it's bonkers. I don't know. It just it doesn't go yeah. into my head. Like how are, how are we reaching these highs in gaming and just all these studios laying people off? It's just yeah. I know for a fact that they they can't afford to keep all those people on. They just don't want to. You know, it's the classic big corpa. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sadly. And it, it looks like I, I did just double check on that that it is an undisclosed amount and uh, will affect the developer globally. Globally, so. Wherever um, they are stationed across the world, it uh, looks like they are going to be uh, laid off. So I assume... And I, my, the last. Yeah, you know, and I thought about this the other day. I have not mentioned this on the podcast or in any videos yet, but I am, I am working on a video about something similar. And I think a lot of um, these layoffs, too, are coming on the front end of things because AI has sort of taken, you know, the marketing end of stuff or... Um, you know, like that sort of stuff, um, answering emails, you know, th- those sort of things, the tasks that aren't directly um, developing the games. I think a lot of these layoffs are probably that front end stuff, honestly, that isn't going to be reported. They're not going to say, oh, this department, this department, this department is laid off. But I think that's to me, I think that that's probably a lot of it. Um, we just don't know. Yeah. But that's, that's to be fair, it's not like it's. It's only hitting the game. It's hitting other industries, especially. Oh, one hundred percent tech. I'm in tech, and it's just it's been horrible. I think it's just um, a bigger, bigger income of, or I mean, it's not. I don't know. What I'm saying income, but it's just. I think it's. I agree. I think it's on the front end of a some kind of downturn that has to deal with more with the economics of just global economics as a whole compared to just the gaming industry not doing as well because. You know, in a bubble, the gaming industry seems to do, seems to be doing fine. But with everything else, you know, and the inflation and everything else going on, it's you know a lot of other costs. That, yeah, you know, the average gamer just doesn't see or doesn't really think about. Yep, one hundred percent. I agree with that. So uh, unfortunate, you know, people losing their jobs, but seeing seeing this a mile away with uh, all these developers, honestly, there's very few where I think um, they're doing it right, and not spending. It's triple A anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. pretty pretty crazy stuff. What what do we got next? Something something quadruple gaming. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Everybody's got their oh notes pulled up. So Sorry we, we you know what's funny. Warner, go ahead. Warner Brothers. Well, when you said quadruple gaming, it's <laughs> um, Colin Bones is struggling so bad, and it's oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
We didn't get that. Like a million. We didn't get that added in there, did we? The the stuff that went out yesterday. No, but I just uh, I just read it like an hour before um, we started, but it's just hilarious. Like I knew it as soon as he released that statement. You doomed your game. You literally like even if the game stayed in the in the same state that it that it was. And if he didn't release that statement, the game might have done okay-ish. But just releasing a statement like that and that going through like public public relations department, because you know they have a huge one. Um it's just, it was such a dumb move. Like, I'm sorry. It's so I, no, I yeah, found out right. a few things that, that you guys might not know, or at least that we haven't talked about on the podcast to let the audience know. Um, but they were forced to complete this game when they were in agreement with the Singapore government. Um, and that is a whole reason they, they apparently Ubisoft said they were going to cancel this a long time ago. So it's had four, four heads of directors for this game, all with different visions for the game. That's the problem. So I don't understand quite the attachment of Ubisoft Singapore, but they, they were in agreement with the government that they would re- release the game, Ubisoft Singapore. Yeah. So that sounds like they had a contract with the government that says mm. pretty much that they had to make a game and put it out, or else because we, that government didn't want to take this big loss, or it had to deal with you know they had a big investment, some of the, investments, and investments. Yeah, like there was an agreement is, made. This has happened before. That King, Kingdoms Kingdoms of Alamar, I think it's called Amalur. Uh, Amalur. That was the de- that was a um, it was developed by the state of. I forget what state, but I think like Maine or something, but it was a state. Dev- I'd have to look it up, but uh, well, the state funded it. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing that game and loving it. I don't know if you guys ever played it, but oh, it was I love it. It definitely it. didn't feel. Yeah, it didn't feel like triple A, but I, I really had. I remember playing it like two years after release and I fucking loved it. Dude, same, and yeah, I do same. actually. And I actually got the the re-reckoning or mm, whatever the remastered too. version of it is. And and I'm playing. I was I was thinking of streaming it actually, because I remember having such a fun time with that game. That's that's a funny fun little fact about it. I never knew. Yeah. So I just to pull up to verify myself, it wasn't Maine, but uh, THQ revised the franchise that almost bankrupted the entire state of Rhode Island. So Rhode Island was the one oh invested God. in this game. Yeah. Well, it it, that's crazy. it has a. If you go on YouTube and watch the videos, there. While it's just a wild story, the the ride with that game, and that's game turned out good. But I don't know if you remember the launch of the game; it was not good. Uh, the launch of yeah, the game was really I remember, bad. Yeah, I remember. In the beginning, people didn't really like it. Oh, they hated. Um, it. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it's one. It, it, I it already is one of those like cult classics that kind of, pretty much yep. everybody's going to remember. Yeah. You know. So let me ask you though: you bought the remaster? You don't like remasters, sir? I didn't buy it. Joke's on you. You thought you had me there, huh? Mm, who I, got, it? I got it for free. <laughs> uh, okay. I got it for free. All right. I got I'm it for remaster. free. Yeah. Well, the remaster. And I got good. just I as far as the original. Really? I heard mixed things about not the remaster, actually. It plays yeah. kind of the same. I didn't notice a difference. Yeah, it's, there's not a big difference. I think that's the issue. I played it on Switch, the remaster. Um, and hmm, Interesting. It was good. I mean, it ran fine. Like it was fine on Switch. I had no problems with it. But like, it definitely didn't feel like a remaster. That's all I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. So isn't that isn't that what you want to feel like the original game on a console that you can't play the original on? 
<laughs> that's a port. Man, they we're, ported it. Man, we're roasting each other tonight. I love yeah, it. I think it's legit do this every day. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we did talk about uh, Hell Divers, but I did want to say, um, <laughs> Lee, you brought up about um, some of the stuff you saw. It, it, it's gone viral on TikTok with all the issues. So one of the things with Hell Divers too that people are doing is leaving themselves in the server so they don't lose their spot. And that's one of the problems. 24 hours. Yep. Yep. You, you're, you, so there's no like, they just released a patch to deal with AFK people though. Yeah. I was that about to say, like, isn't there a way to kick AFK? Cause that just, you know, somebody else wants to play the game. You're not doing anything. Right. Just, just yeah. Yeah. They, they, they just released uh, an update. Okay. Cool. Well, it's fun. Uh, it's but, funny but it to is, see though. <laughs> it's well, well, it's funny because that used to be a thing for. Yes. For MMORPGs, like I remember going to yep. school and I would like log into World of Warcraft so RuneScape. I can pop into the server queue. RuneScape. I never, I mean, I played a little bit of RuneScape, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's the same deal. Like yeah. you would leave it and then, you know, by the time you get back home from school, from work, whatever, you would be logged in. You can hop mm-hmm. in and play. But that does remind well, me of some old uh, pre dial years ago when I post dial up. Sorry. But that reminded me of like uh, a few years ago when I just played Minecraft on some servers that always seemed to be full. There was like you try to find like an AFK trick. Like I just need my body to move. How can I like manipulate myself so I don't kick? But I don't want to have to wait another four hours to get back into the you know. (laughs) And you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of like the the beginning of pandemic when everybody was working from home. So everybody had that mouse clicker and shit to to appear that they're online and working. That was everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I oh, fun times. Yeah, but it just sure. tells you how how good their success is, and I'm so happy for yeah. them. I'm so happy that they they because they they took they, a risk too. Like I don't know if you guys saw Hell Divers one, but it's it's a completely different game. Completely. Um, different. The concept's the same, but you know it is it is isometric, top down shooter. Like it, the, the, just completely different approach, and it's such a. Yeah bold move to do and it just it paid off for them it's funny um have you guys ever played the risk of rain series oh yeah okay so it's something similar risk of rain is like a 2d side scroller where it's like very minimized but the sequel is a third person shooter and is really good it's become like a cult classic and uh it reminds me of the same deal where it's like a completely different style game and i love that I love that they, yeah, they yeah. branched out and did something different. So good for them. They they weren't expecting this. Um, but you know that that's good, good problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem sure. to have, and it's one I'm definitely mm. gonna check out. I will tell you what, everybody mm. was sleeping on this game though, because people were just not hyped for it all. Oh yeah. No discourse. Everybody's like, it's gonna be garbage. I want to say we even said on the podcast that none of us cared about it. We weren't gonna play it, we weren't interested in it. We didn't care. We did. Was- I remember. Yeah. But that just it just goes to show like how far the this whole like good gameplay loop goes. Like it, we got so many crappy games in the last three four years. Like so many games that we were hyped for, like triple triple A games or yeah. quadruple A games, and then they come out and you're like, this shit is boring. Like, what? but then you jump into that and it's like, oh my god, this is amazing and. You know, I was telling you guys before we started recording or before we went live, but I've been playing um, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, and it's this small game that, I mean, I I could probably play this for another thousand hours easily because it's the gameplay loop is just so good. 
and I don't think I'm going to be bored of it. And and I feel like that's what a lot of people felt with Helldivers. You just it's just a fun game, and you don't get that a lot nowadays, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm pretty stoked um, to check it out for sure. So what else we I, got on the? Dog? I was also going to say just before when you were talking about, when we were talking about Skull and Bones is that uh, Sea of Thieves did their announcement trailer for them going to PlayStation, and all the comments I saw was like, uh, "Skull and Bones is dead. Skull and Bones is dead. Skull and Bones is dead." All yeah, because fundamentally, comments. it's 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 already a better game. Right. Like, yeah. and then, you know, there were reviews and comments is like, they basically took Assassin's Creed four or black flag, whatever. And they took the main part of it and made it into a game, but it took all the other fun stuff out. So why would you play it? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no reason to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Cause like that mm-hmm. game, I mean, the concept of making a game like that, you know, with Black Flag, like, sounds awesome because Black Flag was great. Mm. But I mean, when you have four heads of developers that all had different visions for the game, what do you expect? Just one shift of a vision and you've got a Metroid Prime 4 problem there. I mean, they obviously didn't like the way that that game was going and, and you know, got rehalted and that game got rehalted four times. So it's just crazy, man. It's crazy stuff. So just bad management. <laughs> Something. But that's the thing. Like, how does it? How does it, you know some big studio like that do stuff like that? It's just crazy. Yeah. It, uh, mm. Well, it's not surprising because it is Ubisoft, and we we know the all the stuff with Ubisoft here. The the past uh, what eight years at this point, <laughs> I don't even know. What's... I, I gotta I gotta I gotta say something though. Speaking of Ubisoft, I just remembered. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you watch TV shows, but there's a show called Mythic no, Quest. Not at all. And, and um, it's on Apple TV, but it's basically, it follows a gaming development studio. Um, it's like a comedy, drama comedy. And it's basically was backed by Ubisoft. And they represent a bunch of their games very lightly, like Assassin's Creed and stuff. And if you guys never watched it, like I definitely recommend it um that's one good thing out of ubisoft it's a tv show not even a fucking video game. sorry what, i'm done <laughs> what, what's it called again it's called mythic quest mythic quest all right it's it, yeah it, it was the basically the creators are charlie day and rob McElhenney. i i can never pronounce his last name right but the the guy uh from it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah um show and really funny um really good like story pacing it's just it was just a pleasant surprise, and I just wanted to tell you guys to check it out. So it's, board. it's backed by Ubisoft, or it's their like studio. It's or? one of the, it's one of their projects. They okay. were behind it. They were people behind it. Um, but the the creators of the story, I guess they were investors. I don't know. I mean, but I know they're behind the project because I see it every time the show starts. It shows like something productions and Ubisoft. I'm like, oh, these, why are they associated to this? It's such a good show. <laughs> And it lasted three seasons. Yeah, it's the fourth season's coming out. Um, I think next month. Um, Interesting. But really, I, I'm telling you, like, I'm, I was really surprised. And working in software develop, software development myself, I see so many funny situations that basically happen to me at work, and it's just like it's just such a great, great, great show. Huh. yeah, sounds good. I just wrote yeah. it in my notes to check out. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think anybody that likes video games or software development is is gonna enjoy it. Speaking of TV shows, um, did you guys see the the trailer for the Borderlands movie? Yeah, yeah, it man. looked yep. terrible. 
Awful. <laughs> I, I don't know who said it, but somebody uh, X'd something. I don't know if you it tweeting anymore, I think. But like, why is everybody so old? Yeah, so Dr. Tannis. Jamie Lee Curtis and, makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, the other actor, actor, actress, actress, too. Yeah, well, okay. the actress for Lilith is also, like, terrible. I mean, not terrible. It's just hey, she's just too, too old for that role. It's just and top to Kev- bottom. Like, they Kevin, got like, all the what, casting wrong. They- Kevin Hart was the worst. Yeah. That was the worst pick. Because why? while the game is funny at times, like, the characters in-universe, like, this is a serious thing. It's more the vi- the, the villain uh, that's that's funny, and there, there's funny aspect, aspects to it, but, like, the actual characters, this is, like, a serious thing going on. It's, like... Yeah, I mean, they have a comedic note, but... Yeah, to some degree, but the actual main story is kind of fairly it's pretty, serious. Yes, I do. It is, agree. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, here's what I wanted them to do. I thought it would be good to take in some... Now, whether you like the game or not, or the, the game gameplay style, but the Tales of the Borderlands, like, they did the cinematic sort of thing right. I mean, like I said, whether you yeah. like that gameplay, the story-wise, like, they could have did something like that, or, or pulled... You know, I just... It's just disappointing. Borderlands is such a beloved franchise. It's such an iconic franchise. Um, the Kevin I Hart one, they, they lost me at, at that. I mean, I'm going to check it out. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. We'll, we'll all review it. Do we, do, we, do we agree with that, though? What is the it? what? Jack Black is Claptrap? No. Is that... I think, nah, I think, well. he's, I think he's too Jack Black. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, he, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I think it's cool, but it could have been better. I would say the same thing, because even when you watch the Mario movie, when you hear Bowser, like, that's Bowser, but I see I and Jack hear Jack Black. Black. He, he just can't. He's not a voice actor. True. He's a I, Jack I don't know. I, he did it well. I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say. Oh, for sure. Peaches, I mean, that's. Peaches. Yeah, he's such an iconic You know character. what, Lee? You're a peach. But he did do a good you're job. such a peach. Peaches, just, peaches, 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 peaches. Let me clap the peaches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that said. I was gonna say, out of all that cast, uh, Tiny Tina, the Arya Greenblatt, Arya, she, she is, she's, I don't know how old she is, but she's ranking such a filmography so far. She's like, what? she is in, she's an industry she, plant. Yeah. She was in Infinity War. She was in the Barbie movie. She also plays Ahsoka in the TV show. Oh, yeah. And she's doing this. You're right. Yeah. I don't, what is it? Because there, there's some, actresses like that like um the girl from stranger things started popping up and everything like godzilla and i think it's just a I, maybe she is an industry plant i don't know ariana Green i feel like Black it's just they they get 16. lucky with their agents that's all it is i, I mean yeah yeah knowing people yeah yeah so that's that's interesting um but i think that's it's just terrible the whole lineup top to bottom man is just so bad none of them fit the role no, I mean, yeah. like, oh, you, you, you need like a 20 to 30 year old would be like the ideal range. Well, well they're the character. So Dr. Tannis and Lilith are in their 20s. Roland, I think, is the one that's in his 30s. But he's Roland like is this big, rugged, is, rough, yeah. tough man because he's yeah, an ex-soldier. Like, yeah, so like yeah. He's, he and has that, that, that feel about him. Yeah, and as soon as I saw mm. Kevin Hart, and it's not, and one thing about Kevin Hart is like he was funny for the first like three, four years. Now I always he's the same as the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like he's playing himself in every yeah. single role that I've seen him. I literally it just, just said doesn't that in look the chat. <laughs> he plays it's crazy. 
uh, Johnny Graphics yeah. oh, is in the here. Movie. He said, uh, "Why the Kevin Hart hate?" And that's what I said. He, he just I, he himself. just doesn't fit the role. He's a, he's a comedian, and it's Roland's not a comedic role. And then yeah. I just look at it, and I'm because I I love especially the first two Borderlands games. I have mixed feelings with Borderlands Three personally. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, Borderlands Three was. It I was think okay. it would have this, this would have okay. been better if you just get lower, lesser known actors. Like, and we not every movie has to be these triple A actors. But do you think up an age? Yeah, but do you think that they had to do it this way to get no attention to the movie? It's such a well known franchise. Your core audience wants. This yeah, movie but you to can't. Well, yeah. but I I feel like in their minds they can't rely just on gamers to see the movie. They want to be able yeah. to present it to the masses. Proper right? advertising Everybody. will get it out there. But it's just not true. I think there's just a bigger issue with Hollywood. It's just they're not That's creative. True. They just get into a rut. It has to be these same 20 actors, it feels like, in every role. And it's just like there's got to be someone new and fresh. Because just because a movie has unknown names in it doesn't mean it can't get traction and get views and people That's won't like it. That's what I prefer. I mean, I prefer that because then it's like sort of a, a mystery but they don't... on how they're, how they're <laughs> going to be. You know what I mean? Like you don't know yeah. their their abilities. And sometimes that hits with like last of us what most people like the tv show you know the sort of casting for that um and then there's a lot of stuff i mean there's a lot of stuff where like the casting was a nobody and it just it was perfect because they were a nobody yeah or at the very least just one well-known actor to kind of sell the rest can be unknown yes somebody to sell the movie i was gonna say as well yeah like last of us you had really one well-known and obviously really not unknown at all. They could have done this with Borderlands, you know, not saying to keep Kevin Hart or keep Kate Blanchett, but at least maybe half of the I wouldn't cast. keep any of them, but... Yeah, they, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Half the cast be younger, more unknown at the forefront and have the more experienced exes at the back. Well, somebody, somebody that... um. Somebody commented, and I don't know, I didn't fact check this or, or anything, so take this with a grain of salt, but somebody said that it's the same casting director or whatever that picked the cast for Madame Webb. So, oh, God. Madame, oh, my God. Madame, I, but I didn't, I, I didn't check this. Madam, Madam. I don't know. Oh, I, Madame. Me alone. English <laughs> is not my... <laughs> English is not my native language. Hey, I don't want to hear just, it. Before the podcast, I was getting the crap. These guys over here, let me tell you. Oh, we'll roast you. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. And the movie we also went through reshoots too. Wait, but but yep. didn't that uh, movie do like I, I've heard actually? I know it got terrible scores, but people are saying that they actually liked it. Mm. Actually, did you guys Just, watch it? No, I I don't. I think it's gonna bomb. I just yeah. I think the casting alone is gonna ruin it, and I don't I don't know how the writing's gonna turn out, but. Because I was looking at something else probably about a year ago, but I don't know if it was official by that point, but somebody made a comment. It's uh, uh, Idris Elba would have been much better for, for Roland. 100. Yeah, that that yeah, would have been so that. much better. Like, if you're just looking at like somebody who could just well-known and, and would it just, just fits the role just aesthetically, I don't know 100%. how he... But just knowing what he's done before, like that would just that, that would have been a perfect casting for who Roland is in the games. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, 100%. This movie's been circling, circ- trying to be sorry, trying to get off the ground since 2015. I was always against it. I, I I've come to just hate adaptations. I don't. We don't need them. I don't like them. And even the ones that do it well, it just makes me because the, the last one that I watched that I actually liked was the one for One Piece that I didn't think was terrible. But all it made yeah. me do was want to just go back and watch the original. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, it doesn't need, but I, I would prefer to watch the original, but that's just me personally. I, I've gotten sick and I just, I hate adaptations. I think they should just go away. Even if they're done well, I'm just not a fan of them at this point because more often than not, they're bad than good. Which is fair. So do you, do you think this will, whereas we've seen a lot of the video game adaptions to screen have gone really well, do you think this will go back and being a dud? Adaption. Since most of the, or at least a lot of the internet is in kind of agreement that this is just not a good casting rule. And that, I mean, we'll see, but I don't have faith that this is going to be one of the ones that does well. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to do well either. And uh, it's gotten a backlash all over X. It's oh. just, just, I just want to say this because somebody just commented it about, you know, the adaptations, you know, aren't, aren't made for the fans. I'm like, well, then that's why they tend to fail, because they're not made for the fans. They don't care about the source material. It's this exactly. low-effort, mass-produced crap, and then it just bombs, because it's not, you know, creative like the source material. I think if they made it for the fans, you know, that actually liked it, that want this to succeed, it would do well overall. You know, speaking it would get of positive that, reviews. Okay. And, and well, speaking of that, go ahead. I was going to say, well, look at Last of Us. That was that was partially made with the original craze of the game, yeah. And boom, Sony. I mean, Sony was directly involved in in that whole process. So and you don't have to change the source material. You can essentially tell the same story. And not even like, doing it bad, but even Last of Us took a little bit of a different turn. You know, not not majorly, but yeah. mi- mi- minorly, uh, like a few different. Differences. So yeah, they just had to tweak it. Yeah, the things you you'd have to tweak from going from video game to TV. Yep, I, I agree with that. And I mean, you know, graph, graphics gear makes a you know a, a good point on that because I mean that is a fair point. But I think that uh, that is personally, I think that is part of the problem is that you know not making it for the fans as well because there's a way to do it for the fans that works for the general audience too. You know, that's what you want to do. Yeah. You want to capture the hearts of the people that originally love the franchise the whole reason you're making a movie i mean you're only able to make a movie from a video game because of fans you know so yeah that's where to be fair they're gonna be the most vocal on it and that's what the general audiences can hear because if you think about well what sounds good and you hear somebody's like oh no it's terrible don't watch it well but you don't know anything about it you're probably not going to go watch it at that point and if you see mass hate on it you're like oh it's probably not a good movie i'm gonna go watch something else yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly right. You know what that makes me excited for though? What? Um, I don't know if you guys watched the the Witcher um show. That got really good, decent reviews and whatever. Mm-hmm. But Mark Havel left it right because he said that they are kind of moving away from the source material of yeah, Witcher. Yeah, yeah and yeah, and fun. then basically like a year later, it got announced that he's gonna be the main person involved in the 40k Warhammer series on Amazon Prime. He's um, so excited for that. I'm, that's like story. one of those things is like he's he he got to a point of fame where he doesn't have to worry about missing a project. And now and as if people, you know, if you're listening and don't know, Mark Havel is a huge PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves video games. He's very like a true nerd. And now and that he got to a PC point. Any day. Yeah. <laughs> but PC now that, sucks. you know, OK. There we go. There we go. All I'm going to say is he's the only reason I have any faith. But I also hope they don't butcher the lore of 4K as weird as it really is. 
they, that that lore needs to stay intact. I feel like he wouldn't even is. accept the project if if there was anything weird. Yeah, I mean, because of the Cause issues with like The Witcher no. and stuff like that. Yeah. No, and the good thing about this too, it's getting backed by Amazon, so that's Amazon money. That's <laughs> yeah, and they got that this. money. That's for yeah. Sure. Yeah, as long as he gets the freedom to do what he needs to do, like I feel like it's gonna be such a good time for just people that have so much doubt in adaptations, like we do. Yeah. And you know, maybe finally we can see a project that actually does it yeah. well. So because where you excited. occasionally have a really good one, like The Last of Us, you have you know a Halo or a. Uh, I guess there's mixed reviews as far as Lord Amazon's Lord of the Rings, and then there's another series uh, that was adapted by a book that I can't remember. What's it like? The uh, oh, that was something with a ring. I don't know, but did you guys like the Dungeons and Dragons? But it didn't do movie? well. Did you guys watch that? That last Dungeons? I didn't see it. What about I need you, to go Lee? see it. No, but apparently I I didn't. But the reviews for it apparently weren't too bad. I enjoyed but it. At the same time, I enjoyed it. It wasn't. Great. I don't think it was going to get a sequel. No, it was like a one-off B movie at best. I yeah, a lot of a lot of people were, were super skeptical about it. I I liked it. I mean, for what it was, I liked it for what it was. It wasn't amazing or anything like that, but I mean, it was it was a decent. It's like one of those just popcorn flicks. You know what I mean? You could throw it on and have a good time, and that was it. Don't don't look too deep yeah, into that's it. That's what I saw. Look, yeah, that's what a lot of comments I saw was people was like, "This is this is a Saturday night flick, or this is something you take your family to a summer flick," yeah. but that's really it yeah no other meat to it yep i mean there there wasn't much to it and like i you know i'm a dungeons dragons guy so like i i was pretty excited to you know have that opportunity to be on the big screen again and like i said it wasn't disappointing it was just like uh you kind of took too many liberties with it it just it was okay it was just okay so yeah i i like playing D &D. just takes so freaking long it it does yeah i mean that's that's why i don't get to play that much anymore it's been isn't like four years since i played um Dungeons isn't the Dragons. joke where you have a six hour session but you really only are playing for like an hour or two because of all the you know this the setup starting getting everything kind of good to go i've only yeah, played D, &D a handful to. of times yeah you literally only move to like one town and that's it and that was yeah, you don't you, you could actually play for hours. you know yeah, a handful of hours you just don't get that far yeah, no. it's 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 one of those uh, sort of things where it's it's a lot more about the experience of getting together. I feel like you know what I mean with friends yeah. and, and just having a good time with versus, alcohol. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. There's always beer involved when when uh, we would play. So eh, you know, it, it's a good time. It just Have you, takes a lot of a lot of time. So I can't. Is it um, the guy who played Deathstroke in the Justice League movie? Um, he was also in Spider-Man, Joe Manchio, John Manginello. You know, what's funny that you mentioned that character. He's in the mythic West show. Oh yeah. He's a massive D and D nerd. And he has, uh, I saw a video. He has this massive, like huge decked out table for his D and D. It's like, it's like a village or a whole town, a whole map. He's built this table for D and D. He's like, up there uh, and he's he's like tall right and buff like yeah. i'm sure he has a big deck for sure a big probably deck. yeah <laughs> dang it oh that's uh, right he's a magic mic so yes he does uh, sorry sorry i had to i had to my my you, my dad itch <laughs> well How do you know about that what, let's, uh, um so. it's in the show it's in the he, show just no. go watch the show <laughs> no, I, I need to address this magic, magic mic. mic comment like yeah, <laughs> how, how do you know this 
Magic Mike um, Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. With that said, <laughs> um, we've got uh, some negative Sony news here. Uh, apparently that they've uh, plunged $10 billion after its PS5 sales cut. Um, so they are at a near decade low games margin. So the loss there is significant. And um, one of the points what does that, that mean? Well, one that, of the points that low that they, decades game margin. Uh, the sale of games. Sale of games, I, I guess. I mean, in the margin, probably a lot of people waiting on games to go on sale, probably not buying, you know, at a $70 price point. Um, I do know that one of the things that they said essentially is, well, first of all, we know that PS6 is not going to be cheap. And they're, they're implying that. Um, so probably nah. seven, $700 is, is my guess on it. Um, and yeah, they're talking about how that they can't, they can't do price cuts on any system revision. So like when the PS5 Pro comes out, it's probably going to be like at a $600 price point. Um, yeah, so... That's uh no, no shock there. 10, See if 10 that billion, works for them, though. Ten billion off their stock in one week. So uh, they'll yeah. make it back in like within like within a few weeks. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Well, not to mention that they've got no. Was it no sequels and no major yeah, titles? That's why. Late twenty twenty five. Yep. They've got no. Yeah. A pre-established franchise is what they said. So, but you know what? Now that I think about it, the, the news we talked about um, last week, which is basically they announced that they're going to focus a lot more on first-party um, releases on on PC because they saw that the sales yes. were really good. Um, I bet you anything that they shifted their strategy to kind of devote a little more time to basically parallelly work on the console release and the pc release which would be really smart for them i agree so that might actually be why um it's going to take them longer to release anything essentially was the idea they're adjusting development so it's not just for the for developing for the console but also the pc at the same time we don't yeah they should we don't know that that they're doing that but they said that they do want to have a focus on PC, which we'll get, I guess this can slide into some of our other news. Cause we've got an, even our thumbnail, which was pretty significant, but yeah, with that, with that said, Kurgle Mark, I think that, um, I think a strategy for them is instead of a year or like there has been a two year gap. I feel like if they did a three month gap of the console release and the PC release would be a good move for them. Three months. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect for, you know, sales on console and, and maybe people will double dip or uh, I just think the three months is much better than one to two years, in my opinion. Um, I think that's like a, a perfect there's been other companies in the past that have done the same thing with PC releases. Yeah. Like that was I mean, honestly, that was like an industry standard for years and years and years. Like things came. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, it's just scummy practice, honestly. Do you, I, don't know. I mean, do you think it like, is or is it development that like yeah, they've got to pay for more development and they've got to develop them separately and they've got it's more work and No, I get that, but it's like think about like let's say Helldivers, right? What if Helldivers released on PlayStation and then a year later released on PC? It would never have the impact that it had now. Now world? Power never. World? Never. How world's an even bigger yeah. example. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get I get why they do it, and I get that probably historically made them more money, but now they're realizing that if they don't listen to – I feel like 
this next couple of years is really going to determine how these businesses like take care of their yep. customers uh, because they're realizing that people are just not going to keep riding that wave that whatever they put out, we're going to buy. Yep. You know, I feel like yeah. it's been a lot more, you know, evident, especially like little, little games like, you know, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, right? It's it's an indie studio, but they made a blast with a simple game. And now they're just huge, you know, powerhouse and they're expanding. They're making, they made this Survivor game and then they're making two more games in the same franchise because people appreciate the work that they do, right? They're not just rushing it out to make money. They're actually being passionate, you know, creators that used to be a standard back in the day with video games. Like if you were not a passionate studio, you know, you were not going to make sales. And I, I feel like it's finally getting back to the consumer to decide, uh, you know, what we're going to get. And probably one of the reasons why, why I'm, you know, it's a pretty smart move from PlayStation to kind of roll it back and say like, Oh, well, long-term, you know, maybe we're going to take a hit short-term, but if we kind of develop these games with PC gamers in mind, because it's such a huge market, you know, we're going to make more money later down the road. So, yeah. And I feel like if they do it right, who cares? Let them make money. I mean, we'll see how the delay affects. Cause then can hear a few weeks away from, uh, uh, Horizon, it's not Zero Dawn, but Horizon, whatever the second Horizon Forbidden game is West. about to come out on, on, yeah, Forbidden West when it comes out on Steam, mm. we'll see if that year or two away from the original, you know, release, you know, how that affects sales. Well, with with all that said, um, one one of the big things for this week, which was just yesterday news, um, they are considering, uh, we don't have confirmation, but they, they did say they're considering bringing PSVR 2 games or the PSVR 2 over to PC allowing it to be played there which I think would be incredibly smart um I think that is a move mm-hmm. because that that accessory unfortunately I mean has pretty much died like they're not supporting it it's like it's like the Vita all over again it, they release this awesome device the PSVR 2 is awesome but they don't support it so and, well, I, and I think Bringing it to PC, there's going to be way more support. More people can develop for it. It's got, you know, there's a, there's also the potential of it being more powerful, like being able to run on PC. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the one of the big things I think. Right? People, I'd people say that the have a good issue rig. With the, the issue with the PSVR is it's stuck on the PlayStation, and most people that play VR, it's on a PC. All the games for it on PC, uh, and it's just, it's more powerful. Every VR is developed with that in mind, so they're just kind of kneecapping themselves by only having it on the PlayStation with you know limited game support. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, we're gonna base this on uh, what Lucas said here. I'm gonna look it up, but he said it was confirmed today that um, PSVR 2 support is coming to PC. So, uh, like I said, it was it was discussed officially yesterday. So, um, I think that that is uh, I think that's a smart move. I think a you're gonna sell more units. B, you have the potential of having the power of a PC. If you've got a high-end PC that's you know more powerful than the PS5, then you've got you know you, you can run games better. And then you've got all the hmm. Sony games that are uh, VR. I mean, you've got of course the the Horizon game, which is a very good game and is a part of the story that people can play on PC and have access to. So currently, Call of the Mount is stuck on on PS5 that you know where there's no sales. So. I just want to say, and it's basically mostly came out yesterday. Is it's they're testing it right now for PC, so that's 
kind of assumed it's eventually going to come later from what they've said later in 2024. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what happens there in the, and following the development of that story. Cause I think, I think that's a move. I think it's unfortunate. It's a great accessory. I think that, um, uh, if they just supported it better, like Sony is notorious for not supporting their hardware. Like it just, the Vita was, I mean, the Vita is a fun, it still holds up in 2024. Like the, this, the games on it are still beautiful and look like games. Like some of them look like they could be switch games. Like they, it's a phenomenal console. They supported it for like two years and that was it. And after that, it was all limited run games and all these other companies that release it you know, indie games supported it for like, it had like a 10 year lifespan. Cause I mean, it just got its last game only a few years ago. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that Sony does that sort of stuff, but, um, I do want to kind of skip this cause it leads into some of the biggest oh, news before you kind of move on. I just want to say it was kind of ironic cause after when I got out of work, I, I happened to just go by GameStop just to kill some time, blow off some steam because it was just a been a rough week at work. Yeah, and I happened to I didn't realize they were selling like some of the MetaQuest. I think they had like the MetaQuest three, and I sent there and talked about you know the MetaQuest and the the Apple uh, Vision, Vision and, and about some of that stuff. And it just seems uh, I I kept mulling around whether or not I wanted to actually get one, but it's like I, I might, but you know maybe later down the road. It's still like. If I want to get one, I want to get the the top of the line, but I don't really want to spend like eight hundred dollars right now for yeah. just the actual uh, the headset and stuff. Yeah, that's where I'm at because the the twos are on sale like everywhere, but I I don't want it to. You know what I mean? At, at that point, yeah. you might as well grab the new one. So I don't know if it was the MetaQuest, but it's some about the MetaQuest three in some areas being better than the than the pro version of it that they've made. Yeah, to where yeah. it's just it is in some areas. Yep. So, I mean, the pro yeah, is think, like geared around work and, and um, you know, yeah. like in the workspace, but it does have a more powerful chip in it. However, there is yeah. there is something in, in the uh, MetaQuest 3 that runs games, some games better. Um, I, I, I It's interesting to look at the comparison. You can look it up online, but um, it, the pro does run games well, um, some games better. I, I forget what it is that um, is different, but it, there's a huge... I, the price difference. I think the pros a thousand. So, yeah, I mean, it's not at that point. It's maybe just a what two three hundred dollars cheaper to get the, to get the three. And he, I don't know, remember, uh, remember exactly what he said about the screen, uh, but he said something about it being the screen itself just being more being better as far as when you're gaming compared to the the pro version. So it's like yeah. if you're gonna get a new one, don't even bother with the pro. Just get the three because you, you're for the most part you're gonna be better off. The the three's newer. I mean, the pro came out. I think it's been out for like two years now. At this point, yeah, it makes sense. But if it's still more expensive and it technically might not be as good or it's equivalent for the most part, yeah, yeah, it looks like it came out in twenty twenty two. The pro and uh, I was looking. It's fifteen hundred dollars. So huge, huge difference. Um, yeah, Cheaper I than mean, Apple. If you're if you're gaming, obviously oh, yeah. you grab the, the the three. I mean, you know that. I don't. I don't remember if we talked about, it, but when I was talking with the the dude, because he's like one of the reasons that the uh, the Apple Vision Pro that that's I can't remember that's what it's called is so expensive is because it uses the M2 chip that they have in their laptops yes. on yeah. top of it having the Apple logo attached to it. And I, he was debating the whether Apple or not logo. it needed that it needed that that actual chip in it, which just jacks up artificially jacks up the price, or it could use something maybe less powerful and still do what you needed to do. Well, the, I mean, that comes down to do, do you want a less powerful unit? Then I mean, why would you want? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but to I make mean, it I don't, more, you know, affordable at yeah. the end of the day, because at 
you know, $3,500 is, is expensive. But uh, you know what's crazy is I don't think they care because it's sold out everywhere and it's being scalped online, so it's still selling. Well, to be fair... Yeah, they, of course they don't. <laughs> when you don't say care. that... I, it's sold out, but I guarantee they made limited quantities to artificially make that, that artificial scarcity type type thing. It it very well... I mean, that argument could be made for a lot it's of Apple. things. It's Apple. It's a PS5. It could be made for the Series X. It could be made for the... The OLED switch when you couldn't find that, like you, you know that amiibos when you can't find an amiibo. I was like looking for the Sora That's amiibo, stupid. and my GameStop got two of them. Like, okay, so dumb. Like, it sold out. But yeah, but you made like what a thousand? Like, come on, you yeah. can make more. Yeah, it's so so dumb. But um, yeah, silly silly stuff. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if you did grab one, Mark. You could cover some of the MetaQuest Three stuff because there's drops every single week on the MetaQuest Three. Um, I mean, I was thinking probably maybe holiday at yeah. the end of the year, maybe not not anytime soon. Right now, I just it's a way it'd be a waste of money for me right now. But maybe down the road, I was thinking about getting one. Yeah, I've been I've been Do thinking it. about it too at some. Point. Or I'll wait till whatever the MetaQuest Four comes or the next one comes out, and I'll buy one. Yeah, the Three Pro. <laughs> Um, so we've also got, this is interesting today news, uh, depending on when you're watching or listening, but, uh, essentially <laughs> Warner brothers came out and made a statement on suicide squad. Um, do you want to take this one over Lee since you, you've played through the game? Oh, apparently, oh yeah. apparently Warner brothers was, is not happy with suicide squad because apparently it didn't hit the mark for him, at which we did say, before this episode started, I'm like, yeah, and the DC EU hasn't hit the mark either. <laughs> but unlike Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was actually good. Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> um, debatable. But uh, Suicide Squad kills Justice League or Wonder Woman two. Wonder yeah, Woman two. Suicide Wonder Squad. Woman two. Good right. lord! I will reach this camera and beat you. <laughs> well, their exact statement is this. This is their exact statement has fallen short of our expectations. This year, Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our game's business up for a tough year-over-year comp in Q1. Don't put out a garbage game. Don't put out a garbage game. Universally, this game is disliked. It's a bad game. Well, I I feel like they... Almost, almost fourteen thousand concurrent players, which isn't crap for a live service game. That is nothing. It might uh, as well be a dead game at that point. Yeah, it says hmm. just four hundred and eighty people were playing the game on Valve's platform with a twenty-four hour peak of eight hundred and eighty-eight. Terrible. That is really bad. <sighs> really, and yeah, it's getting more content, more patches. Um, so apparently, yes. Joker is set to appear as a playable character. Uh, uh, and the rumor is Batman. female Mr. Freeze, De- De- Deathstroke, and I can't remember who the third person is. Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Lawless, Mrs. Freeze, Nora Fries. Those are all the ones yeah. listed here. So you yeah. said Mr. Freeze, Which right? I, I, that says Mrs. Freeze. Nah, Mrs. Freeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what killed the dinosaurs? What what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. I can't do the Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation, yeah. <laughs> but that's like the, you said that. And I'm thinking of like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze. Wouldn't that? I be, love that movie so I much. Lo- I do too. I do, I do too. Ba- I, Batman, <laughs> Batman, and Robin forever, man. Batman oh my god! I used to joke about that, you know, all the time at work. Bat, bat. I love, I, I love Clooney's. Uh, 
Clooney's bat nips, man. But his bat nips are legit. That's mm. all I'm saying. I'm just saying, That's... if you're putting Mr. Freeze in any game, you have to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger for it. You should. How can you not? It's just for the memes at that point. I mean, just chill. Get yeah. to the ice box. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. I, I feel like I feel like that the game just had like a really, really tough um, expectation on it because they made such a great trilogy, the studio behind mm. it, and I feel like it's not. I personally like. I, I don't feel like it's fair. I see why they. I didn't play it. I watched a bunch of gameplay of it. Um, yeah. I saw a couple of streamers. I watched probably like 50 hours worth of streams on it because I was just curious, you know. I, I just I mean, have I it in the background like when I'm videos. working. <laughs> yeah, I, it, because I just have it in the background yeah. when, I'm, when I'm working. But I feel like it gets too much hate. I, I see why people don't like it, but at the same time, it's like... I, I also made a post earlier today. It's like, don't blame the developers, blame the management. But it's not the developer's fault. No. It's it's the management that that's that's on them, that's on their ass, that's doing these things. Like, well, is because anybody blaming they do, the developers? I mean, they're blaming the studio. They are. I haven't, I haven't no, heard anything are. about you, the developers. Well, I, I see they, it all the time. Because they can just, they're the lowest rung. You just throw them under the bus out because mm, yeah. they made a bad game because you're a bad manager and didn't give them time to actually make a game. You just rushed out something. You told them, I don't care. I just want to make money. And then when it fails, oh, it's not my fault. Well, this is another yeah, game that I, we know uh, that had crunch. You told me it was ready. I mean, it, it, it had the industry crunch, which is, I mean, there's been, you know, uh, petitions and, and all kinds of things trying to deal away with the, those crunches that are forced upon these studio or that the studios force upon the developers. Um, but every, anytime I mean, that you get this sort of crunch with stuff, you, you have issues. I mean, Hogwarts legacy, they're, they're talking about that was another one. It, it, it's, it's a good game, but it came out with issues Hogwarts too. Legacy's it good. came out with a lot of issues mm. at first and it, they patched it. And well, but that's it because, and, yeah, but that punch. goes into the bigger story of corporations just setting, unrealistic expectations for a decent product and that's why some of these games fail right like you don't give them enough time to develop like look at um hollow knight dlc it got announced five years ago the developers still working on it and guess what they don't give a shit because they did well with their indie game and now they're going to take their sweet ass time to make a dlc that's flushed out that's done that's complete you know and i bet you anything there it's even if it comes out two years from now, it's still going to be amazing. It's probably going to sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of copies. But yeah, it's always the management, and and that's that's the sad part about it. Now, I will say this: if the developers actually cared to make a good game, I think they could force on them. There, there could be a negative outcome. But if the developers, every developer said, "No, we're not going to do this. We'll just walk away," management would cave to some degree. Yeah, but you got to think about it. If if you say that as a developer, you get fired. There's always going to be a smaller guy, a smaller developer who needs to fucking feed his family. That's going to go work and listen to yeah. all the stupid decisions that management makes. Well, then it's like nothing's ever going to change. Then, well, if I you're mean, not, if you yeah. you're not if you're not willing to be that change and take that risk that you want to see, nothing will ever change in that industry. I'm not in it. I can't. I'm just outside looking in. I got my opinions on things, but Mark's I mean, like, so upset if you are willing to to take that stand. It, you don't have no right to complain because you're not willing to take a risk yeah. to to make a change. That's how I, I agree see. with there, you. There I agree with you, but also accountability. Yeah, I agree with you, but you also got to look at it realistically. When 
you know, you just have mouths to feed. Like, you know, if, and if don't, I don't want to hear you complain about your struggles at work if you're not willing to take that risk and find another job. If you, if you're willing to get fired, then that that's just me and where I'm at on it. And I don't don't really hear a lot of the talk uh, coming from developers. It's usually fans one way or the other. Oh the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's just sure. how I see it. Like yeah. if you in the industry aren't willing to to try to force a change, it's never going to happen, and it, you you can't expect it to happen. Right. Yeah. Yep. I I agree with I agree with you. So great. Preach. It is a uh, it is a thing, and unfortunately, this this stuff is just going to continue to happen. I mean, I I legitimately at this point, like we have we have mentioned it, but God, we we need another video game crash. <laughs> we need that crash that 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 happened in the eighties because it there's it was the same thing. I mean, putting out just thing after thing after thing, doing could nothing to innovate. Get, no, I was just want to say, could you get that same kind of kind of crash because obviously it's not to the same degree, the, no. the industry is not the same that it was 40 years ago no but you so i don't know if you'd get, get the no. same kind of crash you could get you get you could get some kind of crash i mean like it's already get a baby crash you can get a, a baby, baby crash. crash i mean it's not going to be the we'll same see. impact because you don't have the, the 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 gamers are just there's more gamers now <laughs> like gaming was like a new thing then but i i just think that we need something there needs to be something so um I don't yeah, know. that's where I'm at with it, but it, it's unfortunate. It sucks. Oh. It's going to keep happening, and uh, we'll move on. But we've got uh, Riot's League of Legends fighting game project. This sounds uh, pretty pretty cool to me. So it's a 2v2 uh, tag team fighter um, based in the League of Legends series. Um, Kurgle, do you know uh, any more about this one? I'm not a League of Legends guy. Um, but Yeah, it got announced, um, I believe, four years ago. Man, time flies. Oh, yes, I did. think it was With four years ago. Games, right? They announced like five different. Yeah, games. they they basically yeah, and they they just I have high hopes hopes for it, uh, which I shouldn't have with the gaming in its state nowadays. Um, but Riot has been known to. With just the massive success they've had with um, League of Legends and and uh, Rift. What is it called? It's not Wild Rift. What is it called? Ugh. The Auto Battler. Um, with the success of those games, they just have funds to kind of chill, you know, take their time. They announced their MMORPG, what, like probably five years ago or something like that, maybe even longer. But um, it's it looks amazing. I think I think they're really they even did like a demo uh, inside of the League of Legends launcher, um, the client, and it, it looks super cool. Um, it's from I don't know if it was just that mini game that they did the demo with to kind of introduce the characters and stuff, but um, it looked like it wasn't um, your classic fighter. It looked like it was um, somewhat of like a combo, like semi turn based. I'm not 100% sure. That might have been just a mini game that they introduced, but um, it looks really cool. Um, the finishers look amazing. Um, basically, all the ultimate skills that characters have in League of Legends translate into the into the fighting game um tons of characters um league has i mean i don't even know at this point like it's probably in 150 uh champions um some insane number but it looks really fun um i don't usually pick up fighting games but this might be one of those that you know especially because i have a feeling they're gonna do the same go the same route of you know release the game make it free for everybody and then just sell you a shit load of microtransactions to make up for the cost um so if they do that you know i'll try it out see what happens yeah i mean I, i'm definitely down i'm i'm a big fighting game guy um i 
for I, I want to say the past like three years, I've really gotten into them mostly because I don't have um, a lot of time. So those are games that you can pick up and play and do a couple matches and be in and out. Yeah, I, I love it. And like, uh, you know, with the new Street Fighter and you got the new Mortal Kombat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but all these great, all Ball these game. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that game. So like stuff like that. I'm, I, I'm always accepting of a new fighter. Um, I will uh, definitely try it out. So I mean, it sounds cool. I don't know anything about League of Legends. I tried to play before, and it's just, it's just my, it's not it's my type lot, of game. Brett. But yeah, yeah, it's it just man, that game is well, that game will make you think. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it is a it, lot. It it is one of those games that you definitely have to think for sure. So uh we've also got mm-hmm. um we have nine. Well before before that, I think I think Lane needs to head off. Yeah, I need a, I need to head off at the moment. But okay. you boys and I hope Mark comes back. Yep. Oh yeah, no, uh, I, I had to mess with the camera because oh. the, the lighting kinda changed. All right, oh, Lane. Okay. Well we will uh, chat have with a good you episode, later. boys, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, see you later. Uh, later, man. Later, man. All right. So, unfortunately, he's missed all the big news, but I, uh, the next thing we've got. Okay. So, actually, we're going to wait on this one because it leads into to some of the big stuff. So, next, we've got uh, the Elden Ring. Um, I guess this is a big one, too. Elden Ring DLC map size revealed. And then, of course, just the DLC period. We got a trailer uh, and reveal for. Um, oh, my God. Does this look amazing? Two years of development, two years of development for this, and uh, it seems like it's going to be worth uh, every bit of wait. Um, Kurgle, did you play this one? Elden Ring? Oh yeah, I beat that shit. It is. Oof. That's a juicy one. It, it, Can never it, get enough of it. it it's a good it's Such one. a good game. It's 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 beautiful. It plays so well. Um, I don't know. It, it was my introduction to From Software games, and it just I, I fell in love. Um, the DLC looks incredible um can't wait to see what they do but it looks like we also are going to get some kind of either martial arts class or something similar to that um there's like a this this high kick that's in the trailer and that's going to be super interesting if you can do like an unarmed um build or or setup it would be really cool i'm super excited but yeah i don't i don't know uh, it looks like there's a ton basically the the first region in the in the main game, uh, they're saying that the map is going to be s- similar to that size, um, which is, you know, when you when you think back on that first region and how explored all of that, like that whole area, there's multiple castles, uh, multiple caves. Uh, it's just a lot of shit they crammed into that map. And then if this one has more verticality, um, I feel like they can cram like a load of stuff. Um, end of the DLC. Super excited. Hey, Brandon, everything okay for you? Yeah. Yep. No, I just saw on the uh, your camera went down the stream kind of went yeah. down on that, so I was just making sure everything there was good. Go. Not yeah. trying to disrupt the conversation. No, just want to make you're sure you're good. good. Not sure what happened there. We're working on the the web version today, so it seems some minor issues there. But um, yeah. Yeah. So we have got uh, yeah with uh, Elden Ring, of course. Um, looks awesome. Can't wait. Gonna be great. Mark, have you played Elden Ring? I have. I I tried playing Dark the I guess it was Dark Souls one with the remastered, and it they're just 
too rage inducing of games for me to ever really get into. <laughs> you gotta be patient. I'm playing just, on the stream now. It's so funny. They're not the kind of games I just can't. I don't have the patience to kind of. I don't like trying twenty different times to beat the same boss to kind of get through it. I'd like to play games to let off steam and relax. I don't want to feel like you know I'm just getting. And that's just for kill. all the listeners. That's why his main game is Rocket League. Just so if everybody, oh if anybody was wondering, yeah, um, I rage in that game all the time as well. <laughs> But I was looking through, like, I think the last From Software game that I actually played and beat was was Lost King on the GameCube. Like, talking, we're going back, like, you know, 20-some years since I really actually played a game from them. Oh, jeez. Because I played uh, the first Dark Souls, the remastered, for about an hour or two. And I just, I was like, nah, this game is not for me. And I I, I just bowed out. That's funny. It's fair. You know, you, you see that you're, that, that it's not something for you to keep going. Uh, it's kind of like fighting games. They're just not, just not for me. Yeah, definitely not for everybody. Yeah, I tried but to get. Super excited. Tried to get uh, Mark on the fighting game front there, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. I'll, I'll play Super Smash Bros. Because it's essentially a button smash. And it's not that hard. And it's more of a party game type thing. But nah. You know, we play like Tekken 8. I'm just going to button smash and just lose to the bottom. I'm at like a zero MMR. Uh, hey, at least sense. at least you're aware of it, you know? Yeah. And sorry, uh, audio listeners won't know, but there's a few technical difficulties there. When Lee popped out, it, it did something to the Discord there. So we, it looks like we're back on with video and good. But um, yeah, so... De- definitely uh looking forward to all that there's there i mean there's a lot of you know as much negative as we talk like there is a there's some good stuff on the horizon like from software it seems to be doing it right and uh they put time into this dlc so i'm, I'm excited for that and uh that'll be cool but uh we've also got to actually leave that for uh Kerbal segment there but we've got halo infinite is getting hell divers 2 like experience thanks to forge um, so it looks like Halo yeah. Infinite wants to take uh take some notes from Helldivers 2. Um a bit too late, I think. Was it even but... created by was it even created by them or was it a user created mod? It sounds like a user. Um, it might, it's, it might I thought Forge fan, was Yeah, fan made fan made mod. Fan-made yeah, mod. I thought Forge was fan made stuff it for is. the most part. But I mean it is. Yeah, okay. So I I got that wrong as far as the Forge thing, but it it is interesting, I guess. And the fan made thing that you know hell diver stew has done well i was gonna say like they they wouldn't know how to make a proper um thing for the fans if it was right in front of them like it is the fans always have to do it for them yeah but you know that's another story um but it's pretty cool that that you can recreate it you know yeah it's pretty cool it's halo's version of modding at that point would you guys go back to halo infinite uh this came out Never played it. I will never play that game. Then I'm only a fan of literally the first two, three games and like ODST three. at that point. Yeah, one and two I think are masterpieces. Three is good. Uh, ODST is good, and uh, what's the other one that I like? Reach. So I, I got like the Reach. remastered. I got the remastered when it came out. Like the whole collection Mas- on Master on Steam or as they were. Yeah, and there's like some of the handful. Because at this point, I, I like to play it for the story because the multiplayer is not groundbreaking like it was in 2006 at this point. It's not It's not why I play the games anymore. And I just eh, I just don't really care for the newer Halo games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fair. 
That's a fair. story needs an end, if you ask me. Like, you can't just keep pumping out games and just continue with the story. There needs to be an end at some point. Well, how about this? There's no end to this. We've got Lego Fortnite, Rocket Racing, and Fortnite Festival getting new big updates. And they are adding fishing to the game. Um, literally oh, called Le- Lego Night. gaming right there. Lego Fortnite Gone Fishing <laughs> is the, the name of it. Gone Fishing. So, uh that's how they say it around. Now, here, is this the is this your granddad's fishing, or is this we're using C four f- type fishing? This is your Uncle Jim Bob's fishing. This is Uncle Jim Bob coming right for us. <laughs> Do you guys remember um, those talking fish that were on the walls that were like super popular for a while? Yes. Oh my god, yes. they would like flap back and forth. <laughs> and your your dad or your uncle who were just like. Oh, that's so funny, boy. Or, or you know, Sonny. I don't know. I, I'm... Oh, my God. That didn't come out the way I thought it was going to come out. I just <laughs> I just word vomited all over everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm... Yeah, personally, couldn't care less about the, the Fortnite stuff. Um, I tried it four times, never understood it. Um, I don't know if it's the the, the way the the style of the graphics. If it's, I I mean, I don't know. I could not get into it. Um, yeah, not not really. Well, I curious am, about it at all. I am on record of saying that I will go back and I I haven't played since I, like literally first came out. Like I played it when the yeah, build the, the world was like you know that that mode that's not even available anymore. Like I, that's when I played it. Um. And I have been on record saying that I will go back and try some of this stuff out, mostly because that guitar hero thing and they're putting out that guitar. Like I, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, but there's, there's a lot, there's enough Fortnite fans that, you know, this is a uh, pretty significant news. looks like they're adding a lot of other stuff to it too. Um, but I mean, it is kind of crazy. It's just, you know, shows that this franchise is just like not going anywhere. I mean, Disney has now invested in it and, um it's it's crazy all this all this stuff it's like they're building some kind of um universe like do you know what i mean it's what it seems like you've got lego in there universe you yeah i mean you've got um and like there's been talk of a movie uh but like the guitar hero stuff in there there's some you know all these different modes and stuff it's interesting like i said i i don't know anything but uh even like the rocket racing in there like that's you know pretty interesting and um so it's just yeah. like a racing game i mean at this point i wouldn't be surprised if my mom has like a skin in fortnite like they have so many goddamn have, characters in that game that it's just insane it yeah it, it's pretty crazy but i mean i bet gone fishing will uh pull a lot of people into the game and it's gonna be uh yeah those those so. bass pro gamers like i got my virtual fishing pole instead of actually going out and fishing in real life oh my god yep well that's uh, <laughs> truth well we will go ahead and head into some of the 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 main segments here so obviously um one of the biggest things from this week was the nintendo direct and there was quite a few announcements um there's mixed reactions on what people thought you know i saw a lot of people that said oh you know it's it's a nine out of ten i myself gave it an eight out of ten i thought it was pretty good being at the you know we're at the tail end of the switch one. So for all this stuff to still be coming out to me from third party developers, it's still good. Um, so we got quite a bit, I'll go ahead and list off everything and then we can get into conversation. Um, the, the, one of the big ones was grounded, which is an Xbox game. So all that discourse we've had over the past few weeks, 
We did get two Xbox games coming over to Switch. That one is dropping April 16th. We got Ender, Magnolia, Bloom in the Mist, which I believe is a uh, JRPG-like game. It just says 2024 that that's coming out. A Ranger, which is like this um, uh, top-over, uh, weird kind of role-playing... Or it's like a role-playing game, but it's like a puzzle game, too. The gameplay was really interesting. It reminded me a lot of... Um, uh, did you guys play Cadence, Mark? Did you play Cadence of Hyrule, that Zelda? Um, it was like a spinoff. No, of, I didn't. Those, okay, so that's like a rhythm series, but like when you move, the enemies move too, so you have to like coordinate yeah. moving around. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Uh, Unicorn Overlord, which is a highly anticipated game. Um, it, it's a, it's also an RPG. I played the demo, so I can talk a little bit about that one. Uh, but it, it it's a beautiful looking game. Um, it looks like kind of like dragon's crown that was on the vita and then brought over the ps4 um absolutely beautiful game uh we got monster hunter stories um there's a remaster of that from the 3ds interesting because we got two on the switch um i'll just run through these so we can chat but disney epic mickey rebrushed shin megami tensei 5 vengeance star wars battlefront classic collection kurgle uh, South Park Snow Day. Uh, we don't have a release date yet. Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream. Uh, Gundam Breaker 4. Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble, which is a new game, not a remaster. World of Goo 2. Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. Another Crab's Treasure. Penny's Big Breakaway. Suica Game. Pepper Grinder, which also had a demo and I played it. And holy crap, I got some discussion there. Uh, Pocket Car Jockey Right On. Um, there's a demo available for that as well. Snufkin Melody of Moomin Valley, interesting name. Uh, Tales of Kinzera. Oh, Moomin. That's that's an old show. I remember oh, that's seeing not, a that's not what trailer I for that. that. You said Moomin. I'm thinking it's Moomin time from from Moomin. She's a VTuber. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Keep Inter- going. <laughs> uh, Demon, Slayer, <laughs> Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba. Sweep the board. Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition, uh, Contra o- Operation oh, nice. Galuga, which got a demo, and I have some discussion there. Uh, Pentiment, which was the second Xbox game, uh, is coming over, and uh, not not quite just two games because we also got a um, bunch of games brought over to NSO that are rare games, which is obviously Microsoft owned. Uh, Battletoads, More. Battle Maniacs, RC Pro AM, Snake Rattle and Roll, Killer Instinct. Blast Core. So those are all the NSO games. And oh, then, yeah, that's a classic. Blast, I saw Blast Core. I was like, all right, that, that's the only, only of those games that I care more about. I was like, that's a good one to bring over. <laughs> and then the uh, last one, which was what ended the direct, was Endless, Endless Ocean Luminous, which is actually technically a first party game. Um, the first two were on the Wii, and they're they're very interesting games. They they have quite a, a cult following. Um, you essentially swim around the ocean and explore the ocean and and collect things and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, we can go ahead and get in the discourse on all these because there's a lot of games. Um, I, I guess I can dive in first. So all the, the rare games I played on stream, um, I went through and played all of them. They're all games I played before. Um, cool. They, they all ran well. Uh, I think it's a good set of rare games. However, I don't think it replaces bringing rare replay over to Switch, which makes absolutely yeah. no sense because that is a amazing collection of rare games Am- amazing collection like uh makes pretty much their their best games that they've ever made yeah 
Yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, like, go grab it now. Like the prices, I believe, going up on that, and it's just, uh, it's an awesome collection. So I thought it was weird with that that we, I think it probably has something to do with hey, let's put some of your games on NSO so we get you know subscribers on that versus putting out this whole game and it. There's probably some sort of deal um, behind the scenes on that, but um, I I did also play. The Contra Operation Galuga demo on stream. Oh my god. I was so excited for this game. I, I love Contra. Um, absolute classic series. Contra is the first NES game I played. Um, I played all every single release and um, it has some major, major issues. Um, the frame drops are really, really bad. Uh, just It gets slowed down when you get a bunch of enemies on screen, which is what Contra is known for. You got you got, you know, shooting going on everywhere, enemies everywhere. Um, And there's just a a lot of slowdown. It's weird because if you like pay attention to the character, too, and like you're crouching down, it's like they're missing like two animations. They're just stand crouch, stand crouch. Like there's no like it's like you screw this up. Yeah. And. I guess apparently um, oh, the demo dropped on everything. So I'm going to try out the Xbox and PlayStation version here soon. But from what I've heard, I, I can't confirm because I haven't played the other demos. But apparently the PS5 one or the Xbox one has issues as well. And the PlayStation one is running the best. But it's like Contra is a it's it's like calls for the Nintendo, like any any Nintendo platform like that is where it's a, the bread and butter for Contra from the beginning. And I mean, Contra, all of them pretty much have been through all the Nintendo platforms. I mean, the last mainline one, Contra 4, was on the DS. But like, it just, like, for me, I want to play it on a Nintendo system. I, I, it's one of those things where it just like feels right. So to me, this is like a huge bummer. Now, it could be just a demo build. Like, we, we don't know, but it comes out really soon. Uh, March 12th so I mean literally just a few weeks Um, so I guess we'll see but gosh super disappointed super disappointed on that Um, and then I I guess I can speak as well just sorry with what I did get to play Um, I played uh, Pepper Grinder had a demo I played everything had a demo Um, I was shocked with this game did you guys ever play Drill Dozer on the GBA I think so it was a Nintendo definitely no okay it reminds me of that. It, it's um, it, cult cult classic game that it didn't sell well at the time, but now it's like a rather expensive game. It had a rumble on the cart for the GBA, so it was like a, it had like its own special oh. card. It was the only one that looked like that, and um, it yeah, reminds. Good, you're getting corrected about the Contra. There are some PS Contras that uh, yeah, or none of the PS Contras were on Nintendo. Well, I I didn't say all. I said most of the series has been through. Uh, of course, it's Lucas. Uh, oh. Just letting you know, Chad, trying to trying to correct your your Lucas popping uh, in. Incorrect. Yeah. No false information, false news. That that is true. I mean, one of my favorites, uh, Hardcore Uprising, is not on uh, Nintendo platform. So, but when I think Contra, I think Nintendo, and I think a lot of people. I I watch some other videos. You think as well. the like the SNES version, pretty much, or the NES? No, yeah. it on the SNES. Oh, the first one was on NES, but there there are there are. That's not games. the one that that most you're thinking of hard think of. hardcore, probably. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which actually, I don't I remember think the that exact one was name. on the Sega Genesis. I don't remember. And there's a lot of Contras, but uh, yeah, it's just it's disappointing. So, uh, but yeah, Pepper Grinder. Oh, con- Go ahead. I just want to say Contra Three was the one that that I that I think about when I think of Contra. 
And then I think the Alien, Alien Wars. Wars. Yeah, which was also on Game Boy, too. That's where I played it first was Game Boy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like you think Nintendo, right? And you would think that um, that is what they would, you know, put a lot of focus into, but apparently not. Um, so that's unfortunate. But yeah, Pepper Grinder, another uh, cool, really cool looking game. Everybody should watch a trailer of that. Check out the demo. Like I was really shocked. Really cool looking indie game. Um, very fun. I, I was one. I almost played the demo all the way through, but I wanted to get through the live stream and play everything. Um, and then I tried Unicorn Overlord, which was also pretty interesting. Um, it is a vanillaware game. Uh, so if you played any of their games, you you know what it's like. Um, it's people are super hyped for the game. Um, so yeah. there, there's I, what I play. I do have a question for for one of the games, or I guess the DLCs that was announced. Have any of you, either of you, ever played the uh, Sukiya game? Uh, where the familiar. you drop the fruit and you need them to kind of match up, they get bigger until they kind of like go away. It's kind of oh, like oh, that's what oh, yeah, yeah, that's what one of yeah. Them, yeah, yeah. There's a new yeah. one. Plus all that, I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know that it was even on the Switch at all. But I'd, I'd seen that game or seen people playing it before, and it looks like a like a fun game that you can just play for an hour looked, if you if you like puzzle type games. I thought so yeah. too. I thought it looked really fun as well, and it's got multiplayer. It was one of the few I was like, yeah, multiplayer DLC apparently um, for the Switch version. And another one, people are everybody should look this up. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. So it it dropped um, during the direct, and it looks like a really really fun game. I mean, I am like shocked, and apparently there's been discourse about this because it's available on I think Steam. Um, but this game just looks amazing, and I I I definitely want to play this. It just looks super fun, super quirky. Um, but yeah, it's it's on Xbox. It's on everything. Um, so it looks like a really cool game and I've heard a lot of discussion on this one. I saw people streaming in already. Um, but yeah, it's like a 3d platformer and it it reminds me a little bit of like Banjo Kazooie, a little bit of Mario 64, like it kind of like a mix of, of all those old school vibes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what, what did you guys take away the, the most from, from the direct? It wasn't a primary Nintendo direct that I wanted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it didn't i feel like you can tell that that it is the last kind of last leg for the switch um yeah there's a ton yeah. of like classics and you know games that are people are, a lot of people are gonna enjoy but in reality it's not it's i don't know when one of your biggest things is that you're releasing a remaster like and this is where brandon gives me crap but you know i don't think it's exciting that that battlefront is coming to to the switch um i see why people are excited i know it's 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 a great game it's great two games um but i feel like i don't know it just feels feels like they could have done more but they also probably are focusing a lot on switch to release so they're not necessarily too worried about it i don't know yeah like if we were gonna get i don't know how nintendo normally does their um they're direct, so I just don't pay attention to how their quarterly things work. But I feel like if you were going to get bigger games, they would have kind of come out and been like, oh, yeah, quarter three, we have this big Mario game coming out or whatever it is. Like, we would have yeah. heard something by now. Well, well let me I mean, I, I think that... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Kurgle, uh, is there anything on, on this list that, that makes you excited from, from the announcements? I mean, it's quite... Um, weirdly enough, World of Goo and Super yeah. Monkey Ball banana rumble like those are like the two games that i would say like they fit really well for the switch actually the south park game looked really good too 
But um, yeah, like here's the thing: I played Battle Star Wars Battlefront, and I had my time with it back in the day, and it's super exciting. There's gonna be what I online hate about it, and I want people to understand: you have to pay for online multiplayer. That's one thing that I really hate. Second thing what? is you're you have to pay for yeah. it. Yeah, what you have to have the Nintendo membership. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a yeah. given for but all platforms. No, it's not on you, PC. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm just saying that's my general gripe with consoles. Like they make you get these exclusive games, right? They on top of that, they make you pay a monthly fee. I don't know. It's just I always look at it from a from a third world country person perspective, right? Because I am originally from Eastern Europe, and I know that people that you know would get a Switch you couldn't really afford to like you were already saving up for months to buy the switch and now you have to pay monthly like come on it's i don't know to me it's ridiculous to some people it's not going to be a big deal and i understand why you know it's like you're used to it but i don't know it, it's it's always been a gripe to me and i don't i don't know but yeah, on, on the other hand on the other hand world of goo um it's something that i played um when i was younger i really enjoyed it and I think it's going to be a cool game to revisit. I might even grab that actually uh, for my Switch. Um, and then uh, the banana, God, Rumble, like, Super Monkey. Yes, Super Monkey Ball is like always been like this fun little game that you can you know pick up, play for a few, and kind of hop off. So I'm looking forward to those. I, 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 just out of principle, I'm not going to get the Star Wars Battlefront, but um, I'm glad that people are going to get to re-experience that, you know, and have a nostalgia hit. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. But I, I, for me, my thing with it is people, not everybody's got a PS2 or an Xbox laying around. Like, I, that's my thing is like it gives a way for these people to be able to experience these games that that we grew up with. Like, a new audience, uh, younger kids, people that weren't around for the PS2, Xbox, or didn't have one. So that's my thing with it. I, I'm all for bringing games to, to new platforms, but you know there, there's exceptions like you know, stupid stuff like Last of Us being remastered and remake uh, remade. Like that, that that's that's dumb. But yeah, like every things year, like, things like this to me is a little bit different. And they're putting at least they're putting it in a collection. Plank. And and yeah, it's getting yeah, added yeah. content, online multiplayer, like that's huge for this. If you played this, yeah. like the massive, literal, literally massive. The main part of it was the online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So I think that's. Yeah. I think no, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I just, you know, I'm I'm always trying to think of the end consumer and the gamer first before I think about corporations and what they're doing personally. Um, but yeah. I, I'm excited for people to experience it. I'm just gonna not gonna get it out of principle. That's all it is. What I will you know? say <laughs> is with the corporations. I am actually kind of shocked that this is even coming though, because of the remakes and I mean two still get support. Like the second remake, if you want to call it that, still gets support now. So I'm I'm pretty shocked, but they they probably just realized, hey, we really messed up with these two new battlefront games are terrible. Uh, let's uh, let's put these other ones out and people actually buy this. And I, I imagine this will uh, sell pretty well, actually. So that's that's I'm, why I'm yeah, I'm certain they're going to sell well for sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I, I want to speak to like um, 
I, I there was you know some other cool stuff like one that like you guys pro- probably like what that like I would never play that but Pocket Car Jockey was, was an absolute people loved it. it was a complete hidden gem on the 3ds and what's weird is this if you guys don't know the backstory it's made by game freak so it's a pokemon developers and um they put out every now and again they put out other games that aren't pokemon and they're always good always um so this got ported it, or, sorry remastered for apple arcade because it was an hd version with a bunch of added content and there was all that sort of stuff on there so this was rumored. We sort of knew about this. I talked about it in my video before um, the direct, and they brought over that Apple Arcade version that's got all the added content into it. Uh, it's obviously the HD version and, and all that jazz. So I think that's cool. Um, I mean, it's accessible on Apple Arcade, but if you don't play mobile and you want it on console, which it was already like, you know, actually on a handheld console. Um, that's one to really check out. It's very unique and very fun. And it doesn't sound like it would be, but it really is like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm also excited about the super monkey ball banana rumble. Always love that series. And it, they said that there's over 200 new stages. Crazy. We've gotten two yeah, on switch yeah, as well. That's crazy. So we got that, yeah, uh, re- cool. remaster and there was a new one that came out a few years ago. So 200 new stages. I'm, I'm on board world of goo. That was a WiiWare game years and years ago. Um, I have played it on PC. Like, it was on PC. Originally. Yeah, it was like so long ago. And it was one of those games like you don't think much about it, Mm-mm. but then you play it and you're hooked because it's just like everything jiggles and yeah. like you got to figure out these little ways to like kind of like do Mark. things. And- yeah, kind of like Mark. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but what do you guys think about what do you guys think about Grounded and Pentiment? Um, did you did you watch the gameplay footage of this? Um, Grounded, I I actually watched somebody do a full playthrough. Um, it, it it's cool. Well, um, I the, the, I don't the, know necessarily the Switch trailer. Did you guys watch the Switch trailer? Like, did you watch the direct where they they showed? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think a lot of it really. <laughs> it looks horrible. It looks horrible. Like it did. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, they're getting a little optimistic with the things they can do with the hardware, and yeah. I think it's a bad thing. Um, I would rather them do simpler, smaller games well than. I, I don't know. It's one. It's one of those arguments, like you know, well, The Witcher works on the Switch, and that's like already like such a great thing, or mm-hmm. like that's an amazing achievement, and I agree, but it's. This- this yeah, if you wanna, yeah. The The Witcher is is yeah. such a massive game where like that just feels like a whole different thing. This is like a live service game that, it like I don't think it, I don't know. It's cool that it's cross platform, and hopefully it looks better than the trailer did. But it looked terrible. Like the trailer just looked really really bad, and it's showing. I mean, it's showing the hardware at this point. Like you know what I mean. We're at, the, it's showing we're at the end of the life of the hardware. I think it would have been better for them not to put that on there. I feel like, man, maybe Sea of Thieves could even look better. Like, if some of these other games that get brought over look good, like, I don't know what happened there, but it looks like maybe like the, a lazy port over to the... That's screen. what I was going to say. Is it is it really a hardware issue, or is it just they just didn't care to properly optimize it for the Switch? It, I feel like it's a combination of both, but probably more of the, the not optimizing it. Because, I mean, it, it wasn't made for Switch in the way... Like this is a live service game, so ideally, like they, 
you know, it should be able to work cross platform, but it just, yeah, I think it's a lot more on them than it is the hardware, but I think it is still a combination of both. Like Microsoft doesn't know the switch hardware like that. Like they've brought over Ori, uh, which looks really, really good. And, and, but that's a 2d side scrolling game. Um, Minecraft that's on everything. I mean, it's on the 3ds for God's sake, but on your phone, it's on your phone. Like, I just don't know. Maybe they don't know the hardware like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. So it's interesting. Did you guys see the trailer for uh, another crab's treasure though? It's a, it's a souls like, underwater crab game it looks so good oh no i watched it i actually watched that like a year ago didn't it yeah wasn't that that's on pc too right or coming to pc too i'm pretty sure i saw it on like yeah i think i saw it on like game awards or something like two years ago yeah it was announced maybe last year but we finally got a release date for it and it looks really good april so it's it's coming up soon yeah that that looks like that pretty much like a is it pretty much like the origin story of the crab people? Is they just like yeah, learn to just be dope and they're gonna take over the world. Pretty That's much. whatever the sequel is. I don't know. Mark, was it you that played? No, oh, I think it was Lucas that streamed that stupid. It was like an underwater, um, like it was like a three D fighting game where you play as like fish. And... Yeah, it definitely wasn't me. Okay, yeah, I think it was. Sounds Lucas. funny though. It, it was. Sounds like a flash game. It, it looked like a flash game, but it was on console. It was really bad. Oh, uh, really bad. But yeah, this looks really cool. Um, we a weird Souls like game. I'm I'm for it, man. Like I'm not good at those games, but hey, I'll I'll try it out. Like I think it looks cool. Um, Mark, did you ever play Monster Hunter Stories, the the art RPG? I didn't. I've never even. It's a series I want to get into, but I've never really played any of the monster series. I I tried Monster Hunter World, but I didn't really get too far into it. That's obviously not a regular monster uh, Monster Hunter game. Yeah, that was like the accessible Monster Hunter, but these are JRPGs. The stories games are like yeah. Pokemon. They're they're basically Pokemon. Uh, so they're 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 fun. I, they're, I like it. Um, I played the first one. I have to, and I haven't played it. So, um, I think it's a good because it was a. I don't know how it played on the 3DS, but I think it's a good setting if it's a 3DS game that they're porting to a uh, to the Switch. I think it would give hope to more. 3ds games being properly ported over or gives you like yeah. a uh, a format to port them over yeah because there's a lot of a lot of really really good games stuck on there i mean that was an amazing platform that lasted for a long time at a, a long lifespan so yeah a lot of a lot, a lot of, good of good games game. on it yeah for sure for sure so uh south park's snow day you said kurgle that you thought it looked good yeah it actually looked fun i mean uh it's the same developer that did the stick of truth right no I'm pretty sure. I, don't think I thought that was Ubisoft that did Stick of Truth. Yeah, they did. This, was this, it? This game looks. Yeah, it was a big. Was studio. this a different one? Uh, yeah, this game looks horrible to me. To me, it's like a. I just saw a screenshot. Like, I didn't. Oh, like. Oh, it's getting made by THQ Nordic. Yeah, it looks terrible. To, to me, like I'm it, not a, Yeah, I think it looks horrible. I feel like it fits the theme so well. I mean, it might be a fun game. It's the aesthetic I don't like. Yes. Like you think of South Park, the 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 two games looked like the show yes. the whole left right it looks like the whole cartoon type thing i think that's the good south park, south park aesthetic i just didn't see the need to make it you know 3d like it might be a good game i just I feel like there's limitations though i mean i don't know I, we'll I'd see like the, i guess 
Like and how the whole stick of truth, I think that aesthetic would, would have worked and looked a lot better personally. We've had 3D before on the Nintendo 64, and what's funny is, I mean, in that, that game, you could throw snowballs, and it was a first-person shooter-style game. It was a first-person game. It wasn't so a good game. It wasn't a good game, no. Um, but I feel like this is a sort of callback to that or something, and I, I think it looks terrible to me, so... Um, I personally saw it and I was like, "Oh, another South Park game. It might be fun." Well, you should. I, well, you well, should stream that. That'd be a fun streaming game. I'd I'd watch the heck out of that if you stream. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's one of those games where it's you don't have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of boot it up, play it like with half of your brain shut off, and just have fun. Like it reminds me. I think why I like the way it looked is because it reminds me of games that I used to play. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, it had that like very light combat that's just like button mashing, you know, like you're going through hordes of enemies. Um, I don't know. It might turn out to be terrible and like nobody wanted that or asked for that. But I don't know. I have a kind of high ish hopes for it. So we'll see. I want to say I could be wrong, but I, I so I got a notification um, and there, there's a collector's edition for it that's like, like two hundred and fifty dollars or something crazy like that. But well, what do you this, get in it? Huh? What do you get in it? Why is you it two hundred fifty bucks? You get a statue, and you get like oh, okay. art cards. Oh, when I say statue, it's like it doesn't even look like a good, a good statue. I'll pull it up, but mm-hmm. uh, to describe it, but it, um, it seems like a live service type game to me like that's yeah you get a grand you get a grand wizard cartman which we've already gotten once and it's a toilet paper holder grand wizard cartman <laughs> talking toilet paper holder you get a grand wizard nice. cartman knit beanie uh eight or six tarot cards you get a grand wizard cartman snow globe original soundtrack and that's it and it's like really really expensive. i mean it seems like essentials like we should definitely grab that yeah, it's. Uh, I uh, I'll say this. So you said it's it's the the publishers THQ Nordic. The actual developing studio is called Question. They've only ever made two other games, mm, and one was might as well have been an, uh, a a mobile game. But their last one that came out in 2018 got decent reviews. It's called The Blackout Club, and at least from what Steam the the Steam page, it didn't look like a terrible game. But well, here soon for I don't know for maybe a- this. The live shows the right well, studio for it. We'll start showing some stuff for live viewers, but I mean, I'm just looking at like this box art for the collector's edition, and like the the aesthetic on just the cover doesn't even look good to me. It just, I don't I don't like how it looks. I don't either. It looks it's almost like it looks like claymation mixed with just like like AI or something. It just looks terrible. That's just how bad the animation looks, personally. Yeah, it looks. They know. tried to make that that the 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 South Park. Uh, uh, animation style in 3D, and I just don't think it works very well. I think a lot of people are going to look at it and be like, "This looks like a really cheap game." I'm not even going to give it a second thought. Yeah, that's kind of the first time I saw it. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, I mean, we've known about we'll this see. game for a while, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I if it's, I mean, if there's a sale or something, and I can grab it, I'll I'll try it. But I'm certainly not excited about that one personally. Um, Mark, what, what do you think about the Sword Art Online game? Did you check that one out? And care at all? I haven't they, of like the ten games they have. Like I, I tried to play one, like in 2016, and I didn't like it. Probably not even gonna touch it. Gotcha. I played. I played. Uh, Apparently, two on Vita that were fun. I mean, it's one of the few new games that. It's not like a remake or a remaster. 
that they they announced, but it's coming to everything. So if it's a game I you, I'm, I would play, it would I'm not gonna get it on Switch. I'd get it on like on Steam or something. Well, I'll tell you what is a U game. Unicorn Overlord looks like a, a U game. It's a guarantee. I'm not gonna play that game. What? What? It looks so good though. Vanillaware. Atlas, man. Atlas. Gotta. They put out good stuff. I don't know. Any anything else that interests anybody in this before we move on that is worth talking about? Did anybody play Kingdom Come Deliverance and excited about the Royal Edition? Um, I actually bought. Brutal. Yeah, I bought Kingdom Come Deliverance actually like two three months ago when I bought all the Dark Souls and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's a good. It's a good game. I just didn't like the combat. I didn't. That's why I didn't finish the, the game. So, the sword. Other than that, it was. Horrible. I liked it. It's too realistic. I'm sorry. I didn't. It's too. It's not fun for me. <laughs> it's. It is one of those ones where it's like, this is not video game ish enough for me to enjoy. Like I. Yeah. The, it, the ultra realism with it is. Um. It, I can see where you I mean, know, fits for certain people. I. I definitely try. I don't. But. Don't criticize them taking you know doing something different. It just wasn't for me as far as the gameplay. But I. I watched the story on some some other person's live stream just to get the story. I like the story. I just. The gameplay. It's just really? I didn't like it. Did Did you play not it? Not for Virgil? everybody. No, not yet. Okay. Um, but I'm definitely gonna play it. I'm gonna finish it. I'm not gonna. I'm like, I'm lately the last like three or four years. I've been so stubborn about finishing games because yeah. I've been so pissed at myself for not finishing some of these amazing stories throughout like the last decade or so. Me. I'm making it a point that 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 I go through a game even if it has some crappy gameplay mechanics like I'm going to go through it so I I we'll circle back in probably a couple months <laughs> I used we'll to be it. I used to be like that but my problem is with uh that way of, of playing games is like if I if I'm not I have so little time to play anyway I'm like not enjoying the hour or hour and a half that I get to play like I just like I I don't What's know What's the point? Yeah. No, I get that. You don't want to feel like a chore. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that I and it's di- it's different when you're streaming though, right? Like if you're streaming the game, like it's a little different. You get that interaction and can keep you going even if it's garbage. Like I've streamed, you know, on purpose some really really bad games. I'll bring up if you guys want to check out the stream, the last stream that I did. I pulled up the eShop. I always pull up the eShop when I stream on the Switch and say, hey, you know, here's some deals or whatever that's on there. A game called Foot Clinic was on there. Fish Edition or something like that. Butt Clinic? No, Foot. Foot Clinic. Oh, oh, I was like, I I think it was called Fishy Edition, I believe it's called. I'm going to pull up to confirm the title. And oh my God, the chat. um, uh, It was was interesting. Um, Yeah, Foot Clinic Fishy Edition. It is on the Switch. You can get it for like $2 right now. And it's a $20 game. This literally looks like one of those terrible flash games that you used it to does. play that would take maybe a minute or two. That's exactly what it looks like. I hate that I'm even highlighting this on the podcast. It's so... Oh my I mean, God. I guess if you have like a foot fetish, it's, it's great well, for you. But. Make sure you get to a screen where all the hair's on there, because that's, that's where it got. Like, the hair is so unrealistic, it looks like Sasquatch hair <laughs> on the feet. <laughs> Are you I'm saying like, Sasquatch ain't real? I'm talking well, they're real because it's on here. I'm telling you, like these feet, like <laughs> they got the foot fungus on there. They got the oh, they got the um, the little you know crap on the ankle. Oh and uh, this is the most unrealistic nail in a foot I've ever seen. <laughs> you need some t- uh, tetanus shots as well. Oh god, it looks so bad. Oh, this looks dis- this looks 
This looks grody. I'm not going to lie. It's just disgusting. So this is why I checked the eShop because I am shocked with Nintendo, the way that they are, that they allow all this absolute garbage on the eShop. Absolute dog crap. I mean, there are so many bad games that this is. I don't think this is even the worst. I think I've seen worse games on there like this. This looks really bad, but I've seen some like just absolute god awful stuff on there. And I, I am shocked if you want to play this. There are um, there's there's some deals out there for it. So uh, but clinic fishy edition no. that it's a thing. It's, it's, it's a thing. So did, did you guys see um, the gameplay for Pepper Grinder? Not going to lie. I have not. Yeah. You, you've been talking about indies, um, Kurgo. I think this is one I'm, I'm telling you this game. It was so the the thing about the game is like you look at the gameplay, but like you play it and you the controls like are so buttery smooth and you have to like um drill oh, that looks fun yeah yeah you drill through the sand to get to the next spot of the sand on top and like you you can get so good at it that you're like going like this through the level and like just zooming yeah. around the level I mean, and it's like so that looks really, really fun. fun actually yeah it, it reminds me of the uh maybe not to the same degree maybe it's a bad comparison but i the first thing i thought of was uh, shovel knight if you ever played the played that game yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like aesthetic and gameplay just yeah, you know, something yeah. different unique yeah it definitely has it feels aesthetic. like it, it almost looks like a Shovel Knight and then Dust Force X and Sonic had a mashup. Hey, look up the game. If I, you guys said you didn't play it, but Drill Dozer, which was also, I think it was a Game Freak game as well. Yeah, it was a Game Freak game, so another Pokemon developed game. And all those games, every single one that they put out that's not Pokemon are all good. I, I've not played one that's bad at all. But it, it's like, it reminds me of that. It's like a sort of callback to that. The only thing that's different with that is that one, like obviously being on the, the GBA, you, you've got less of a screen to see and it's more closer in. But like, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah it reminds me of that. It gives me the that looks vibe. cute. It, it's fun. Drill Dozer is fun. I w- that's yeah. a game I wish would be brought to um, Nintendo Switch online because that is a uh, really fun game. Uh, the game freak games that aren't pokemon just do not get highlighted enough and like they they're a great developer in general like they you know that say what you will about scarlet and violet but like they they've been developing other games for years and years and and nobody ever talks about it and uh very very interesting game so that is what the nintendo direct so to follow up with that we got the announcement of a pokemon presents on the 27th and it is at 9 a.m eastern standard time so this is the this is the 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 bigger deal um i think people are they presenting the lawsuit for power or are they gonna announce they're actually gonna fix scarlet and violet so they don't look and play like hot garbage (laughs) you know it's funny i finally just be or I, i finally just got the credits to roll on the game uh two streams ago i got the credits to roll but then there's post game content and then there's the d- big DLC package. So like I've you know how Pokemon there's always something like right after the credits yeah. to do. That's where I'm at. I haven't done any of that. But yeah, um I, yeah, go go ahead. I was just, I have no interest in ever going back and trying to finish those games. And it's the first time I I could ever say that about a Pokemon game. Like, I, I just don't think they're good games. Still enjoyed them, but they have massive issues. Um but I, I've beaten outside of black black and white and black and white too i've beaten every other pokemon game out there and completed the pokedex okay so well let's dive into this a little bit so we we before before that before you guys dive into that i do have to hop out okay 
it's it sucks. I want to talk about this because I, and I hate to say this, I never played a Pokemon game. Oh, okay. Well, that would. But be I love. I, no, we. I think we mentioned it on on the show a couple of times. But um, I do love to hear people talk about Pokemon because people are so passionate about it. And all I've been hearing the last couple of years is how how awful it's been for Pokemon fans. And then Power World releases and just shits on all of it. And it just. Yeah. I feel bad for Pokemon fans, but I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy the discussion that um, that Mark and Brian are going to have. Um, thank you all, and I'll see you all next week. Okay, all later, right. guys. We'll see you later. Peace out. Have a good night. Have fun. All right. So I just want to uh, shout out uh, Braden in the comments. Uh, that is actually my nephew, and uh, I've been chatting in there. So thank you for the comments. Thanks, Stretch. Lucas. There. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll get and dive into uh, Pokemon Presents. We we talked at the top of the podcast that Nintendo Supply, um, someone we partnered with, is doing a bingo card generator. So I would encourage all of you to um, use that because I think it's interesting. I'm going to make one and I'm doing a video on it, um, hopefully with someone, because uh, I think it would be really fun to, to get into that discussion. It's just a few days away. Um but like there's there's a lot that that could happen here a lot. I mean, there's so much on the table. I feel like there's black black and white remake. There's, you know, a new Let's Go game. There's a new mainline game which I don't see happening until Switch 2, but I mean, it's on the table. Yeah, um, I need time to properly make another game that doesn't look and play like garbage. I'm, I will never not rag on Scarlet Nevada, I'm sorry. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, I'm, I agree. And I think because of Power World, I think that there was a possibility that we were going to get like the announcement of a new mainline. But I don't think that's happening at all. And I think that really like like pushed him like, OK, we, we have would, to do something. It would immediately get crapped on. Yeah, regardless of how it actually looked it would get it would get crapped on i do not want a new mainline on the, the switch i want on switch too because the hardware is just i mean it doesn't make sense because legends arceus was able to do it although it well, wasn't a full it wasn't, open world but yeah. it was it was that semi open world i mean it was i think the semi would work better if they still want to do that it's i don't know if they can do a proper open world they don't have enough time to make it like, that's yeah. the biggest problem well, yeah, there, I mean, there's there's so many things. I hope to God we don't see um, a new <laughs> mainline game announced. Um, but I mean, there is a lot like that. Could, I think we're going to see some updates to Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> they were going to see a little bit of Pokemon Go <laughs> info in there. Um, those are the boring things. Um, yeah, I, I the black and white remake is I mean, it's it's up next. So what what's your what's your thoughts there? Are you wanting to see that? Like, are you okay with that on Switch One? I want to because I'm they're the only it's the only generation of games that I've never played because so it's not good. been easily so ex- the only generation that was expensive. I'm not paying 150 dollars for a single yeah Pokemon game because at that point I need all four cartridges because I want to complete the Pokedex yeah yep. um so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, plus, at the time I was like, well, I guess the remake's right around the corner, so I'll just kind of I'll kind of wait to to do that because half the reason like i want to play the story and i just want to be able to 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 get the pokemon for my uh for my living pokedex and stuff like that so yeah i can wait yeah yep that's that's fair um i i hope that we see it because i think they could do 
if they did it in line, like, would you be happy if they did black and white remake? I, I my hope is that we it's not like Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. For you, it wouldn't be a problem because you haven't played them, and it would be like the same exact game. But it's to me, one of the few games I've never played the original, or it's the only generation I've never actually played the original games of. I really hope it's not in the line of Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, but I think there's a high chance that it could be. Um, I hope not. A I lot prefer of- it to be. Prefer it to be more like the Oras remakes, but yeah, I mean, that's like the peak, you know, you know, remaking slash remastering of a game series. Would you be happy if it was in line with like X or not X and Y? Sorry, uh, Sword and Shield. I don't think it needs to be. Like, you don't need to do anything massive. Just well, then that's just brilliant. Make the Shining same Pearl game, got add more though. content, make it look good, and you don't you don't have to do it because the Oras games, it's essentially the same game. It just looks a little bit better, and there's added content at the end, and obviously a little bit with the story based off of the X and Y story. But like, you don't need to remake, start from scratch from the ground up. Like the base game's there. You don't need to change a lot there. If you want to change one or two things here, add some more story, add some extra content, and then it's it's not. I don't think it's that hard to to not butcher it. Just don't make it look like it's chibi animation. That'd be my only criticism. That was the last generation of the. Um the 2d pixel art pokemon so like that was the last you know where we had the last true 2d yeah yeah that was the last one so like it's got to be it's got to be different like it's not going to be that um but i mean i wouldn't complain i don't i mean i i, I don't, wouldn't complain either but it's got to be it's got to be 2D, a remake 2d pixel 2d pixel pokemon looks great i don't make it look like if it uh, looks like that game, that RPG, um, yeah, you're thinking of the same thing. I am, I think. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. The one uh, that just came out with this. Yeah. Uh, Octopath Traveler. Uh, yeah. If it Make it look like, like that. that. There's nothing wrong. It's a good uh, game. The pixel animation looks good. You don't need to, to do a whole lot. Just spice it up, add more content, maybe add a twist to the story, and, and, and people will like it. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I don't think we're getting going back. To that would require too much actual effort on on actually game development. Yeah, uh, be, be too expensive. Yeah, it'd be too much. Um, and I, it, it's interesting. I wonder who if it if we're getting a remake of that. I wonder who's actually doing it. I wonder if it's actually game. That's going to determine a lot. Yeah, because I mean, did, did Game Freak actually do the ORS remakes themselves, or ah, that's was it somebody question. else? That's a good question. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, that'd be a good one to find out. Um, obviously, they didn't with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and that was one of the the issues with that game is that it was it was too similar, um, and there wasn't enough difference uh, and, and just yeah. So the those games Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was developed by Game Freak well, themselves, which is why it wasn't it was a good remaster because yeah. you know. Well, that was a full on remake and a good a good one. I mean, those yeah added really content. Good- for the most part, the story is the game, and it's just it's the same game you love with just you know some extra stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, what what else do you think that we we could see? I don't really know. I don't imagine it's being a, a long showcase. It's I mean, this is just Pokemon stuff. So, um, well, I mean, they're usually I don't, like I don't really 40, know what to expect. Forty five minutes or so. Um, I think I don't normally. think it needs to even be. The, what are you going to talk about? Forty five minutes, though. To be fair, well, like, I mean, I think you're like not considering like all the other, you know, Pokemon spinoff type stuff. I mean, like, like are, we getting, a, are we getting? Are we getting work? Are we getting a new Let's Go? Like people have been talking about that for a while. Like, are we? Yeah, getting but to be fair, like what silver? Let's you're going to show 
What are they going to show a ten minute trailer for the new Let's Go? Like, no, but I mean, you've got. Can't imagine this being more than 20, 30 minutes, or, or what, what? What are you going to drag out to actually talk about? Got a new anime. Most people, it's like, here's here's the trailer. I don't think that'd be a waste <laughs> of time to talk about. I mean, that's that's its own own separate thing that people kind of follow. Oh, they always. I, show I just them, don't though. know if, why this would last unless they're just trying to pad the time out, like. To be fair, I think these Pokemon presentations could just be a part of the Nintendo Direct itself. I don't think so. Not for Pokemon Day. Those are always the biggest ones. That's that's why I think this one um, is a little bit different. But I'm biased. Pokemon. Like, just show me the game trailer. I don't need any extra. Content. Just show me what game you got coming out, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, but I get I don't it. know. I get it. Um, I'm going to make that, up that's one all of I the care about. Cards. I, so, all right, let's let's. Uh, what are your wants then? It's think spinoff. Think this? all the things that you you've enjoyed in the series that maybe we haven't gotten a sequel to or haven't gotten something in a long time. Cause I, I got a lot a Pokemon I got, game. I, I got like a to be, list. to be fully Frank. I would, I would, I wouldn't mind if we didn't see a let's go. Cause didn't really care for the game all that much. I didn't think I didn't, I didn't like the let's go all that much. It's really a bare bones game at the end of the day. Um, just, I just want to see what I would prefer to see, you know, a proper, uh, remaster slash remake of, of, Black and white, black and white two, and then an announcement that hey, we're bringing all our past Pokemon games and remakes to the Switch, so you can play them. They're not just artificially gate kept behind a locked gate for no reason. That's what I would. That's what I would really like to see. But I know we're not going to get that. Yeah, um, I one of the things that I would like to see is I would love, and it would work. It would work well on on Switch. Doesn't have to be Switch two. I think it could run just fine. A new Pokemon Ranger like that. People have talked about that for I didn't a long time. Think about that. Yeah, I th- that's what I'm saying. There's so many good spinoffs that um, I don't I think would, we're gonna see it though. I, I don't have faith that got the, a new Pokemon that Game Snap. Gonna actually, we got a new Pokemon Snap. If they treat it, it's not gonna be. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't. Where they are right now, I don't trust that it's gonna be a properly developed game. If not just a a remaster or a, or a, a ported game at that point. And another thing, I think we're going to see. I. I'm on the fence because I enjoy them, but I'm not like a super fan. Mystery Dungeon, I feel like we're going to get a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. Um, I feel like it's, I, to me, it feels almost like a given because we're trying to fill out, like, put, uh, they want to fill out the rest of, we don't know anything beyond the, like, four games that Nintendo has coming for this year, which is, you know, yeah. so, and one but of them is already if, out. If you're, if you're looking like, hey, the next console's coming out next year, they're not planning on putting out anything big. If we do hear anything, it might be ports or, or not, nothing major is going to be coming out on the Switch at this point, if that's kind of what, what the consensus is, that we're yeah. about a year out from the next uh, next console coming out. Well, here's, So at that point, are we going to really get anything big out of this announcement? That's, that's I mean, it's, it's a good point. One thing that, to keep in mind is that we always, we always get Pokemon games after the new console's out. So, like, I feel like we could still get a release date for something in... You know, I mean, normally Nintendo is not doing this. It is Game Freak, but normally we're not like getting announcements super far ahead anymore, especially since Metroid Prime 4. Like a lot of times they're they're shadow dropping things or it's out the next month or or whatever. But um, Pokemon, historically, we've gotten games still come to, you know, the previous platform for for years. I mean, it's happened since, uh, you know, the, the Game Boy. So I, you know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Pokemon Ranger, I, a, a Mystery Dungeon. If it's done well, I wouldn't mind seeing the new Mystery Dungeon. Uh, what I would like to see is a new Poke- Pokemon Puzzle League or 
a new Pokemon Trotsy. I really enjoyed those games. Super simple. I, easy I guess to it's do. possible. Though I, I guess I should be candid. I was never a big fan of a lot of their spinoffs. I only really cared for the mainline games. So I don't, I just don't know enough about their spinoffs. Like I think I tried playing the mystery dungeon game, the original one, Yeah, but I never got that far into it. And I kind of dropped it early on. I was young kid. I just like, I just didn't care for it. What about a remake of Pokemon box? I don't even know what that game is. I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't know what, what, it, what you even did in it. Well, it's only like a $3,000 storage box for the GameCube where you just store your Pokemon and that's it. Seems like a waste of money. It's the most it's it's the most expensive game game on the GameCube. You know what? Why not just Pokemon Pinball at this point? I mean, I would I would buy that. I love those <laughs> games. Those were fun, man. I mean, Metroid Prime Pinball, like come on, dude. That's like that, that that's the best Metroid in the series. Uh, shout out, That's we got Jay, Jay Bartlett in here. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, graphics Gear said, then just watch the video on YouTube. Uh, Pokemon Pinball is really the only Pokemon game I like. <laughs> Mark, see there, people want people want Pokemon Pinball. I'm not a big pinball. I, I, I will, I'll play the old pinball space game that, that Microsoft used to make. Oh, used yeah, to make. yeah, what was that called? Uh, the uh, I think it's still on their... On their- no, no, that's it's been long gone. Um, it's the only pinball game I ever actually really played, though. It's because it was free and available to everybody. <laughs> yeah, when you're it like 10 fun. and that's like you've got like five games available, that's one of them. Space Cadet. That's what it's called. Space Cadet. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, what do you think about what? You, I'm trying to think here. What else? Because I mean, I think it's going to be pretty significant. I think there's going to be a lot of silly stuff, a lot of filler here recently. Pokemon presents there's, there's been some, you know, like the Pokemon sleep and stuff that like very few people care about. Um, but I feel like there's got to be I feel like there's probably like three games, like three actual games that are announced that like we're getting something for. Um, so like I feel like there's maybe like two spinoffs and like a big game like black and white remake. I feel like it's got to be. Um, I'm just like wondering what what else could be there that that gets filled out for for the Switch because we've only got well, we got one of four games this year from Nintendo already. It's already out. Are they so. gonna they gonna announce another Pokemon movie or something like that? That's a good point. I probably I, not, but I, like, I don't know. I bet it's we do get a new Detective Pikachu. We just got we got a new game. We just got Returns. So I mean, it would make All sense. I ask is if we get a Pokemon movie, they need to partner with Flash Gets. Because their detective Pikachu makes it seem like an actual, you know, crooked, crooked cop Pikachu. Have you played the games? No, I haven't. I've I've never even watched the movie. I don't know anything about Detective uh, Pikachu. It's it's good. It was I think like uh, bef- besides like Wreck It Ralph, which is forever ago. I feel like it was the first good uh, video game movie that we got that kind of kickstarted all the other stuff. To, to me, I, it's really good. That and and I mean, Sonic. You, didn't, you don't like the first Mortal Kombat movie? For nostalgia's sake, I, I, I want to say yes, but they're not. They're you not, don't even like Annihilation? Anni- I was about to say Annihilation. Good. <laughs> Horrible, but oh my god, that's a popcorn <laughs> flick to watch for sure. Oh my gosh. I probably should watch Detective Pikachu. It, just, it was never a movie that was... Uh, I never just cared to actually sit down and watch it. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not for everyone, but I enjoyed it. I just wanted to see a live action, you know, Pokemon movie. I thought it was they they did pretty good with it. So you know what? There, there's a criticism. Pikachu wasn't hyper realistic enough, like an actual yellow rat. 
A New a New York yellow rat. Uh a new uh it's gotta be a yeah, I'm just getting, it's gotta be a New stupid. York yellow rat. Um Hey yeah. I'm walking here. <laughs> I forget who did the uh what's his name? Did the voice of Pikachu. Um Ryan 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 Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he, he he did the voice of uh Pikachu. Um yeah, so I, I was looking here and seeing a little bit of what um people were saying to 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 get some other opinions here. But I I feel like uh do you remember Pokemon Conquest? We never got a sequel to that. Do you remember that one? A super expensive Don't. game now. Yeah, it was and see that was another one. It came out on the DS when the 3DS was already out. So it was like uh it was one of those and it was like one one of the final near the end of, yeah. of the DS life cycle. Yeah, I've never I never heard of this game. It it's got some interesting box art, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. Was this I, some like medieval shogun Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. So it was that's like what the box art looks like. Yeah, it was like a um it wasn't a warrior style game, but it was like a warrior's crossover where it was a strategy RPG. And we've never had yeah, a strategy RPG at- with Pokemon. And it was really good, and one of the reasons why it's really expensive now. It's like it's like a hundred and twenty bucks now. It's like, uh, gosh, I got that when it, I got that day one. I remember reading in Nintendo Power about that, and I was like super excited. Meanwhile, 3DS was out and uh, didn't have a 3DS yet, so I was like, yeah, we're still getting some content here, and it was it was really good. Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> it's hilarious. I wish I could. I had it set up to be able to show uh, live viewers, but. Uh, the first two things I see here from uh, MSN's article from well, it came came from Tech Radar is Return of Mystery Dungeon, and then the second one is Pokemon Conquest sequel. <laughs> um, Will the sequel also offer Nintendo Wi-Fi? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the online was cool. Blast from the past. Yeah, I know, right? I, I, it's funny. I've never talked about. I want to talk about um some old stories, especially during that era, because I have so many good memories from that era but i had the, the do you remember the wi-fi adapter i had to play ds and you, you had it yeah you i don't remember how i used it. i think it, it somehow worked with regular wi-fi but i remember using it before with the uh with mario kart ds and just the uh it, I don't, it wasn't hacking but it was the exploiting with the uh with the the curve like the snake Snaking. driving the snake yeah, boosting the, yeah, the snake yeah that was like the big thing that was everybody did that online yeah it became uh it became really hard to race on mario kart ds is my favorite mario kart um but yeah it became really hard really to play online game. it's it's really good that battle mode or you have like you'd have like seven people on there that played normal and then just one dude that's just just Snaking sneaking just like this is like come on dude and it's it was always a japanese player too <laughs> always always a japanese it was world, player. worldwide yep it was worldwide it was one of those I'm glad that, that doesn't exist in any other game yeah yeah it was a, it was an interesting time i really um i bought that uh wife i still have it i still have wi-fi usb connect i rebought it it's not the one i had but you had to order it on nintendo's website so it was a really interesting yeah. peripheral that uh people have apparently made to still be able to work and like there are fan servers for a few things i've recently found out that there is a way to still play metroid prime hunters online so i want to do that uh yeah because there's only other the only other two games i remember playing on wi-fi was one the metroid prime hunters because i can't remember the map but there was a map where you could wall glitch and yes, then everyone I, just run by you could you remember? shoot yeah in the corner yeah. yes that was my that's my favorite and then uh yeah, that in the Pokemon Diamond, because yeah. I guess the one I had there was the Underground. It was obviously in the remaster, but it's the only other game I know that I actually used the 
yeah the uh, the that, wi-fi for i may have had other games but those are the only three that i can actually think of that i actually used the uh the Nintendo online service or the Wi-Fi thing. So for me, there was a period of time. I would love to talk about this sometime, but there was a period of time where I was going out when that first launch Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, like that was our name for it. Yeah. When that first launch, I was going after every game that, that came out that was online because it like I was, I didn't get to play online. I didn't have an original Xbox. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? My GameCube technically it goes online. There's a broadband adapter, but for one game, and uh, so online was like pretty new for me. And so I was going after every game. And I remember a few others being Tetris DS had online. Um, I had to look up a list here. What else? Um, gosh, there was there was quite a few because I remember going after all of them. But some of them would just be where it was like downloadable content and not multiplayer. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was there was quite a few. And it was really interesting to see a handout. It was like. It was amazing to see a handheld be able to hey, go online like it that. It says that the uh, Animal Crossing Worldwide uh, supported online. Did you ever? I know you yeah, played the I Animal Crossing games. Played that Did you have game. that one? That is my favorite one. That I'm glad you brought that up. That is the one I played online next to Metroid Prime Hunters more than any. Yeah. That, that um, Animal Crossing Wild World is my favorite Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, really, really good game. And then the Wii one had the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection as well, uh, City Folk, um, which I didn't like as much personally. Uh, but yeah, I played that a ton online. It was really cool. Um, during that period of time, I was on Insider, the Nintendo forum, so I made a lot of friends there, and we would get on and trade the fruits to grow what we needed on that we didn't have in our areas and like all that cool stuff. So yeah. I, I miss that era, but I was looking up a few others and... Um, one, another one that I had was Digimon World DS. I had that one for online. Um, Endless Ocean, uh, which was a Wii game that had that. Uh, apparently, Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. I didn't know it had online for the Wii. That's pretty interesting. Um, there's there's quite quite a few. There's a lot for the Wii, more than, than I was aware of. Yeah. Um, and then I was scrolling through. Do you remember the... Uh, the did you have like the Brain Age games before? I did. I, yeah, I, I thought one of one of y'all did. Yeah, you played played it with me. Yeah, anyway, interesting with the head, right? <laughs> Very yeah. interesting games. Hey, I'll tell you what. I when that first one launched, I played it every day, like you were supposed to play it, and did it for a while. I I think I I spent months with that that uh that game, and then the second one came out, and I I got I got over that. But um, I didn't. I didn't realize. Apparently, the Bomberland, Bomberman Land Touch games were yep. Wi-Fi. I had the first one. I know I played the crap out I had of that two one. and three. I, I never had one, and I played that with you. Um, and then that's why I got two and three. Uh, it's but, not on this list because apparently the Age of Empires Mythologies game was Wi-Fi, but not the just the regular Age of Empires for the DS. I know I had that I've game. I've got, I've got I it. I right can't remember if we me. played it or not. We did. Yeah, I've got it. That was a fun game. I rebought it because me and you played it. Just just this year or last year, sorry. I wish I knew what happened to that game. Um, yeah, you should you should rebuy it. We should. Uh, that would be a really fun video to to do. Just talking about that game because it's really bad. But I still played all the way through it and put probably over a hundred hours in that game. But it was really bad. Like it was jank. I don't know if you remember how janky that game was, but it was. I still uh, enjoyed it. I like that. that was a fun. No, game. I did. I no, I did too. I didn't have access to play it on PC, and it, it was it was cool. I I dug it. Um, another one I had was Call of Duty World War, um, which was really interesting for that time. I also, like I said, I didn't 
I, I ended up getting World at War, and funny enough, that is my favorite Call of Duty to date is World at War. Um, the console version, but the DS version yeah. was pretty fun. Both of the Castlevanias I had, and those were games where, if I remember correctly, Portrait of Ruin just had like an online shop, and it wasn't like there. I, if I remember correctly, there was no like multiplayer. Club Penguin Elite yeah. Penguin Force. <laughs> I had that, but I don't remember playing it online. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have it behind me still. I'm I'm 99% sure I still have it. The uh, game I never got into. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then one other big one I'll mention was Custom Robo Arena, which still to this day is in my top 10 games of all time. Um, yeah. Lo- love that. I think it was a bad game. Really, really fun. Uh, I was looking through if there's any other games that I, that I played that, that was on the Wi-Fi or one that I recognize, but I don't I don't think so. Not Nothing else? I didn't know the FIFA games on there were uh, Wi-Fi. I didn't oh know you God. can play those. There's four of them you can play online. There's Apparently there's a Warhammer game that was on the DS that was... Huh. Geometry Wars. I did know that one, but I never played it, which was a Sierra game. Yeah. Um, I think I still have most of my DS games, but for the most part. Do, you know like, one of the games... I think so. That's awesome, I mean, they're buried dude. somewhere. But I, I was sitting crack. there and thinking there there was a GBA game that I, I regret getting rid of. I don't know what happened to it, but it was a old uh, Lego soccer game that I remember yep. I played the crap out of it. I don't know what happened to it. I was like, that was a fun game. There were a couple of really fun Lego games on the GBA. Um, there was that Lego like racing game where you like built you built the carts or whatever. Um, I forget what it was called, but there was a few they were really fun. And of course, like the the other Lego style games started as well in the GBA. Like Star, I know Star Wars was on GBA. The Lego Star Wars, um, yeah. But there was like th- there was like pre Lego Star Wars games that were really really fun. Yep, Lego Bionicle was another one I had. Um, this is what I'm thinking of: Lego Island Two. This is what I had: Lego Island Two and GBA. Uh, Island Extreme Stunts. There was apparently a second one. So I played. Yeah, I played the Island too. I don't. I've never heard of the Extreme Stunts. It looks like a snowboarding game. But Lego was unique with their outputtings before Star Wars. Man, like there was all. Yeah, kind, there was all because they had to get created like the you had like the Bionicle and some other stuff and just unique Lego games. Oh, soccer, they had, they had soccer Mania is the one that you're talking about. There's yeah. a whole video on uh, YouTube but for the GBA Lego games. That's cool. Evolution. Lego games for GBA. So check out that video. Uh, Knights Kingdom, Lego Knights Kingdom for GBA. I've never heard of that one. Interesting. But yeah, there's there is a lot. Oh, how can I forget these ones? Uh, Mega Man Star Force uh, one and two were online. I, I don't know how I could forget about that. I played the crap out of those games. Um, also, yeah, Mario I was never versus- a Mega Man fan. I know you weren't. I always tried to get you into <laughs> it, but you weren't. You weren't with the uh, Mario yeah, versus Donkey about that. Kong two. Which I, I do have. I've rebought that. I've been trying to buy, buy, rebuy childhood games. It's been the only focus. Get things back that I used to have. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, cannot forget. And I do have this one behind me as well. I wish I could reach it just out of reach. But uh, Nintendo DS browser, being able to scroll the websites on your DS with a cartridge. Um, I got that when it was new. Um, and I used it to get on insider forums when I couldn't use the computer with dial up. <laughs> so like that was a, that was an experience. Do you remember the days of the browsers for, for the handhelds and stuff like that? 
I remember I never had them. It may have been you that we used it with, but I know it was around, but I never actually actively remember using it. Yeah, it, it was interesting. It it wouldn't load video. Um, the website it took forever to load anything. Uh, you talk like three minutes a page. So I'm trying like trying to reply to somebody's comment on Insider, and it's you know three minutes of waiting, doing something else, and oh, it went through. <laughs> Like, uh, that's one of the big things about the uh, about the Wii when they came out. I was like, "Oh, I get on the internet on this thing." Yeah, yeah. It it was interesting. People did some. Uh, there's some pretty interesting, um, like like hacks and things that people have done with that cartridge uh, that you can watch on YouTube. But of course, like almost every single Pokemon game was online. That Platinum, Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Time, yeah. Heart Gold, Diamond, Black, Black Two, Black One, all those. Uh, trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, ch- 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 don't think so. You, did you? You had Star Fox Command, didn't you? What was that on? Yes. Oh, I yeah, and I got left out in the rain and it ruined the cartridge. <laughs> How did that? But yeah, I had to, it was it was not that a good. I don't. I don't it, it was, we were outside was playing okay. DS or something. It was okay. It was not a good game. It, it was like a nothing. Nothing was lost. But you said then, like, oh, the game that I get, the only DS game that I destroyed because I left out in the rain. <laughs> it was, I think it was in the front yard because I thought we were playing games and I brought some stuff and I just forgot about it. And I'm like, oh, I was just raining. This. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, why is what I have my DS and all my and like, like, why would I leave a game outside if we were not yeah. like, you know, playing games? But it was uh, luckily it was a uh, I don't think I ever told my parents about it, but it was like, eh, whatever. I didn't really care about the game. So it was, you know, here was it wasn't a, like um, Diamond that I lost. This was one of the first like three or four Nintendo Wi-Fi games and a launch game for for the DS, which was um, American Skateland. It came out around the launch, uh, very close to the launch anyway. It, was, it wasn't super far off. Uh, but yeah, Tony Hawk's American Skateland. I played that one, too. That was one of the first Wi-Fi connection games. I remember, like I said, when it first started, I was trying to get all of them. And then once like a lot of stuff like started uh it be it was on everything. I I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't keep up, but I tried. Yeah. I think like probably twelve, thirteen deep. I the DS DS was the biggest collection I ever had as a kid. Like I, it's a I massive library. Dude, it it does, and like it was the only time I remember as a kid that I was I kept my games. Like this is when like games weren't getting traded in, and like we always had to do that. Um, but I kept them, and I had. I have I had I had well over fifty games for the DS and that was a lot as a kid. Um, but I yeah, I, I was thinking I was looking back. I think one of the other big ones I knew I had that I loved was the uh, Super Mario sixty four DS. They just mm-hmm. took the sixty four game and essentially ported it with a with a few changes. Well, a lot of changes. They added all the characters and and then you got yeah. the mini games that were actually fun. I rebought that too. Rebought that one as well. Um, the one game. And I don't know how expensive it is, but I I wanted to go back and replay like some of the old Zelda games. One of them, one of them was Phantom Hourglass, Phantom but it was Hourglass. like yep. on the DS, and it was like that's probably a hard game to I assumed it to get and buy. Um, it's not super expensive. I will say, um, I yeah, it's not it's not super expensive, but it's really really fun. Um, I will tell you what's better though, Spirit Tracks. I always like Spirit Tracks. Well, I'll get Phantom. I, well, I would want to get both, obviously. Yeah. All the all the the Zelda games, but some of them, some of these older ones, Spirit or the Tracks handheld ones, just aren't. I know that haven't been ported. I guess the hope is eventually it will get ported over. Some of these old games will get remade, or well, that's a way to get them on on the newer consoles. That's another discussion, is because like, why have we not gotten 
why haven't we not gotten Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD brought over to us? We got all this other Wii U content, and then these two games are stuck yeah. on there. What the heck? Like probably the two of the best games. It's like what? with Nintendo. What are you doing sometimes? That that that's easy millions of sales right there. I mean, you know how many people would buy if they did like a double pack of that because they were both on Wii U and their their ports. Like that would sell like crazy. Just any any Zelda game. Any any Zelda. And then I did have Zelda. this because I know it's it's uh, Zelda related, but I'm kind of going off to the to the right a little bit. But uh, did you ever read any of the uh, Legend of Zelda manga series that are based yeah. off of the games? Yeah, I've were got, those I've good? Got or they they good. change a lot. Like, what are your opinions on those? Because I thought about getting some, but I was always kind of like a is it better to get this good. or just play the game? I highly recommend. Um, I really like the Oracle of Ages and Seasons ones because it fills out. Um, uh, so Oracle of Ages is one of my favorite Zeldas and it's in my top five and it's one that gets overlooked a lot. That's one I would like with the Link's Awakening treatment, like those two games in a package together and get that sort of treatment would be amazing. But the, the manga fills out a lot more of the story. And if you, um, the, whatever the Zelda compendium is called, uh, his, Hyrule Historia, I think it's called. Yeah, um, I have it. I know, I know what you're talking about. So the manga filled out a lot of what was put into that because like the games oh, okay. filled out, you know, I mean the games that the story was there obviously, but it was pretty limited yeah. by the game Boy color. Um, but it was definitely there. I don't want to diminish the games cause they're, they're both really good seasons. Seasons was more puzzle based. Uh, ages was more action based, which is why I liked ages a little bit more. They tried to do the Pokemon thing with it. And yeah. uh, what's really neat about, I don't know if you know this, but what's really neat about those games is if you link cabled them up, you get the final battle with the Ganon. Like you to complete. I did the game. hear that where it's like yeah. you have to have both games, and I, it's interesting, but it's like, eh, don't don't do this again. Well, it feels like you're taken away from the experience. It it kind of does, but they're two completely different games, so it's like it's not like Pokemon where one's like you you got some different Pokemon in it and that's it. They're like but two it, completely different games. But if you only had the one, you never really got the true final that's boss true, of the story. Yeah. Like it feels like you're missing part of the story. That that's the only complaint that I've I've ever heard about the, those games. That makes sense. I but still like, think it's kind of unique though to, to do that with the link. It is, yeah. I, it, it's it's neat. It's like and incentivizes you to want to get the other one. Of course, it's a sales thing, but it, I think it it's kind of cool. Like you still could beat the game and, and be fine. Um, but there is like you know the sort of cliffhanger of in both of them of you know, actually beating Ganon. So um, I guess for the for the ones that you've read in the games that you played, is it is it a good substitute or does it supplement the actual game? Like if you either never had access to the game or never played it, would would you get you, the, you, as far as just the story, would yeah, the manga the suffice? Story. Yeah, yeah, you, okay. you get the full story at the manga. Uh the Ocarina of Time it's a little is really good. Phantom or uh Majora's Mask one. I yeah. Majora's Mask is probably my least favorite um zelda game i still like it but it, it's one of my least favorites so the manga there for me um i really enjoyed that because i didn't like the game as much so like if it, it yeah, the story for majora's mask is amazing but the time limit was my problem you're, you're stuck and then you just have to keep yeah. redoing it over and over and i gave up i couldn't beat it as a kid couldn't do it yeah i, I felt that with a lot of games but i guess the idea is because sometimes it's like i would like to get to these games but to just know what the story happened without necessarily having to play it because as much as you roast me for it, I'm not the biggest fan because I never played. Uh, uh, it's not Wind Waker. Uh, I, think in, I think Wind Waker Majora's Mad, the original um, 64 or the the, yeah, the 64 of time. game, Ocarina of Time. I going back and never playing it. It's 
to me, it's hard to play that game. It's definitely not aged all that well with some of those older games. So it's kind of like a to just get the story. Would this be just a better alternative? And maybe I'll get around to actually playing and beating the game. But so, as of right now, I'd rather just get the story, not yeah, suffer with, you know, they're good. And 25, they 30 year old gameplay for, for some of those games. They fill out more of the story. Now, like Ocarina of Time, you get the full story in the manga. If that's what you're asking, you get the full story. Uh, I don't think you got as much extended content content from that like as a substitute but you did get like some different dialogue so there was like some if you played the game there was like a reason to read the manga still like you still got some like it added more content the whole world building type thing yeah yeah and i love that i thought it was really good that's underrated because really that people that are only diehard zelda fans really even know that that exists and like it they constantly there's there's a chest um that you can buy that has all of them in it um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. You can look it up, but there's a Zelda chest well, that has all a minute that you can get for like a hundred dollars, and I'll see it go on sale for like eighty bucks all the time. I have to look into it because it happened like a, I don't know how long ago it was, but periodically uh, within the last year or two, I I was at a Barnes and Nobles uh, in Salt Lake City, and I just happened to see like I had no idea there were Legends of Zelda, you know, manga and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. it's based off of some of those older games. So I was like, maybe like for like you know Oracle agencies, and it's like, eh. I don't really necessarily want to go back and try to play some of these really old games that, you know, growing up, you wouldn't have had a problem. But now it's like between time and stuff like that. It's like, well, if I could just get the story out of this, that just might be, you know, good enough. And maybe eventually down the road, I'll actually get around to playing some of these games. I do. recommend. There's a lot of Zelda games. There, There is. I, I do recommend them. I, th- I think they're great, especially especially for for Super Zelda fans, because you do get like additional content there. But if you are like somebody that hasn't, played all the games or is wanting to get caught up or understand what's happening in the war. Totally worth it. And I I think they're cool pieces to have. So I'm not going to lie. If you come at it from like, you know, there's like 30 years of games and you've never really played in them. It's a daunting task to go back and play all these games. Obviously there are some good games to go back and play, but to play all of them, it's kind of a daunting task. Yeah, I get it. It, it is. It, I, dude, I I feel that way about um, a lot of series, but I also feel that way about things like One Piece. <laughs> because, like, I stopped at, like, whatever episode 300 and some, I don't even remember. And yeah. it's like, I wanted so bad to get caught up so, because I played the One Piece Odyssey, which, by the way, is an absolute hidden gem. Um, and I, I was like, I want to get caught up in the story. I don't want to get, like, spoiled by the game or whatever which it really doesn't because it's kind of its own standalone thing but um i feel that way with that with series and i feel that way with games and like one is like fire emblem because there's a bunch of those that i've missed um i've I've tried to stay caught up um but like shadow dragon came out i don't know if you remember they did that collector's edition but it was inside it was just digital and that game was limited you can no longer buy it but it was like a translate. It was a translation of a game that we never got here for the Famicom. And I st- I've got it up yeah. in my closet and like a weirdo, I-, I never opened it up. And like, so I bought the game still on the eShop. <laughs> I got the collector's edition and and bought it on there. But like, uh, that's a series that I feel that way with. And um, I- it's weird. This is a weird one to say. Um, I played a lot of them, but Bomberman, there's still a lot I missed. I didn't realize when looking probably like a month or so ago how many I haven't played and how many there's a lot. There is a lot. But I 
I'll say this, and because it's been a while, I've only played a handful. It feels like, unlike Zelda, like the Bomberman, it's kind of like a. For the most part, you play a game; it's kind of like a standalone game. Yeah. Where the zero, I don't, I can't speak as far as the uh, Fire Emblem games, but Zelda, they're all technically, you know, whether they were retroactively, they're all tied together, and then won this massive timeline, which yeah, felt yeah. like they put themselves in a hole. And the way I looked at the new games, uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, as you know, a soft reset of the series because there's just so many games and so much you're missing. Why not just? We need, a, we need a soft reboot. There's, there's just too many games here that people that want to want the full story to kind of go back and catch up without just yeah. watching a YouTube a four hour YouTube video on which I've done <laughs> pre Tears of the King. I'm still playing through Tears. I I just reached the uh, Fire Temple. Um, it's only my second temple, and I'm 130. Uh, like I got hours through like in. two or three of the temples, but I kind of like was just playing the story when I was playing through. But I, I still haven't beat it yet. But the Fire Temple was wasn't terrible like the temples aren't the hardest thing but i think they're kind of unique I, I definitely cheated on the fire temple i found a, a, a go around because some of the puzzles i was like i'm not doing this i'm just I, gonna climb up to like another level i played so i i was streaming it um that was my last stream i did the demos and then after i played zelda and that's where i left off was at the fire temple and i you have to get like six locks and i've only been able to find yeah. one one I, I cannot find the others <laughs> I don't think I did. I mean, they're kind of on the map. It's just you have to, you have to using the, you use that rail system to kind of get around. And there's yeah. one the area that I was able to kind of get around, but for the most, I didn't take me more than like an hour to actually get to the boss. The boss? Are you serious? Kind of frustrating. Oh my god! I it spent, didn't take me that uh, long to get to that temple. I spent the re- uh, well to get to it. No, but um, to get through, I guess I haven't got to spend a lot of time with it, but. Um, also, every stream I and I have it right by me because I use them on stream. Every stream I go through all my amiibo cards, but these are outdated because they don't have any of the Tears of the Kingdom amiibo and a lot of the <laughs> outfit. I want to get all the outfits. A lot of them are locked yeah. behind the new amiibo, so I got to order a new set. Yeah, uh, actually, I do know some people that that end up just selling just the, the the QR cards. Like if you wanted to, they'll just just buy them. Like people just made their own QR cards and kind of sold them are. online. That's what they. Yeah, yeah, I I do remember that for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, these but are the I do Breath know, of the Wild ones. Because I don't think I did it for Tears just because it was too new, but I know when I went back and actually played Breath of the Wild, there are people that made like a whole list of like this is these are all the outfits where you get them. This is all the the uh the stuff you need to actually upgrade all of them or for this one you need these this pieces for every upgrade section. It was like a fully in-depth uh Excel spreadsheet on just yeah. the outfits and what you need for it. I was like, this is really helpful. I might I might actually have to um do that at some point because I do what I'm not going to get all the quirks. I've I'm not doing that, but I do want to one percent everything else. Cause here here's my take with Tears of the Kingdom. I love the game so much that I'm just taking my time and having fun with it. Like I'm doing it at my own pace. It Why came not? out it came out a while ago. I'm not even halfway through the story, and I'm 130 hours in. So I'm only on my have second, one question. second temple. How many how many Korok torture devices have you actually made? Um, I am terrible at building in Tears of the Kingdom. Are you good at building in it? I would uh, kind of. I did. I kind of ignored it, but I would watch. I'd watch videos how to build certain things. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like a building's nice, but it's kind of like a side show. Like you could completely ignore it and kind of beat the game. I have pretty much ignored it. I've watched people build like the giant mech things and like, you know, yeah, the destroyers. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's cool to watch, but I can't do it. It's like Minecraft. I can't do Minecraft. And that's what it feels like to me that it it feels like also sort of like Fortnite with that building. Like, I'm just not good at it. Um, 
but it's a it's a I cool just, mechanic and like I yeah I can't ever build anything to fly. I can't ever get anything to work. Every time I try to build something, it never works. It just crashes. Honest, or it doesn't a lot of move. those, a lot of those people, it's a lot of, a lot of trial and error for certain things. And there's really simple stuff that you can you can watch a video on how to build to kind of fly around, but. I just never really bothered to care because I I played the game because I wanted the story and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I might do this as a sideshow later. But well, I just never cared. I want the story too, but I was having fun with it, man. I think it's fun to just explore. Like I like spent a lot of time. So like early on, I found a lot of the I went. I've gone through the depths a lot, and I'm not even halfway through the story. Like I've gone through a ton of the the depths, and I've gotten a bunch the of the depths um, is always so frustrating. Frustrating. I've gotten a bunch of the chic um like things that where you can get the auto build like. It gives you the structure sort of deal. Oh, yeah, I never got those. Yeah, I've already gotten like four or five of them, and I'm not even halfway through the story. So, like, it's helpful with that. But again, I can't, I, I, I still can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to. The one thing really I hated in the depths was those little creatures that would eat your, your oh, glowing my God. lights. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to light it up so I can see where I'm going. Stop eating my stuff. You know what's crazy? The last stream, I just realized that they even did that. I found them eating one when I, no, I was shooting not them that everywhere. Common, I don't think. But it, you, you when you run into yeah. them because you're just lobbing those those things on the ground, you're like, oh, I got to put this everywhere. somewhere. You're not going to potentially eat it. So now I have to do that because I had no idea they even did that. I had no idea, and yeah. like I, I never paid attention. I guess just going through, like I just killed them right away and and never paid attention. But I saw one at a distance eating, and I'm like, oh, they destroy that. That's why they're here. So you don't keep your light and you have to keep reusing. You them. can't just have like the entire depths completely lit up permanently. I mean, you kind of can. You, you just have when to be you, creative and where you. Well, when you, you finish it, you unlock. I think you light it all up, don't you? When you finish. finish I, it? I've never. I'm, I'm still like half the game to go. I haven't beat it. So oh, I have yeah, no idea. I've got, I've got more than half, but I'm pretty you sure can probably that Google it and find out. But I'm pretty sure you get a thing that lights up the entire depths at the end. Um, You have to like I'll it, take away like from crazy the, hard the mystery. Well, I mean, you unlock the lights as you go anyway, so I mean, you know what I mean. Like you do it already. So. Oh, the 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 trees that light up. Yeah, yeah I, I guess those, but that those don't light up everything between each tree. There's still massive gaps. There's something that you get that lights the whole thing, but you have to complete everything in the depths. You have to like 100% the depths. I'm pretty sure I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure you have to like 100% the depths. So you got there's a boss that you have to beat or something down there. I believe that. You end there are up some tough bosses it. down there. Um, yeah, I, it there there definitely is. There's one I had to skip and and run away from. Because <laughs> like I, this is an in game boss. I'm like I'm just not geared to fight you. I I'm gonna was. go through all my weapons. Yeah, I, well that's what I did it early on. Like I said, I went down there pretty much as soon as I could get down there and started just going through it. And it, it was helpful like to get through the story because you get like some good stuff like earlier on but it, it's hard <laughs> it's really hard it's one of those things where i'm like i'll wait till like i would go down there as need be but even the quest it was kind of like a i'm gonna put off the depths until later in the game when this is just gonna be easier because i yeah. go through so much gear down there it was like i'm i come out of the depths and i feel like i just lost all my stuff and i didn't gain anything so like i would go down there as need be or to explore but i would i would not engage in fights and i would just uh be down there for like the minimum amount of time yeah i i get it for me like it was a uh, um i was just, just taking my time having fun so i was just exploring it was me just and exploring then, that's basically it like just and exploring. i talked to my dad about it and he just i i'll I say a pg call me a wimp he's like it's not that bad i'm like thanks for making me sound like the like the wuss does he play it yeah he's like, like i got no problem coming down here i'm like Ugh, whatever 
I, I mean, I don't either. Um, but I will tell you, there's been a few points like I, I'll let myself get a little farther ahead. Now, if I didn't have these, I don't think I would have attempted it because you get, you know, you get your weapon drops and all that. Um, but I am because of these at 999 raw steak. <laughs> I'm always your, ma- yeah, you're straight cheating. I'm always maxed out on steak every time I can't pick up more, so I let them cook. I'm and- always like. Uh, Every time I go down there, I leave I'm like I lost all my food and healing. I'm like I'm, I need to I need to farm some more stuff. I have never had to farm anything. To me, it makes it more fun uh, because you get those. No, wet- it feels like it's cheating to some degree. Like let me at least beat the game. Like let me use the game mechanics. Like, I want to just spoof in food and stuff. Like it feels like I'm kind of like you know cheesing the game. Here's my main thing: is along the way, I want to be able to get the the outfits. So like I want to be able to do it every time because those drops, some of them are really really hard to yeah. hit. Like, I finally got the Majora's Mask glider. Like, that's what I wanted to get. That was the one. And I finally got that. Uh, but that's the reason. I do it every time because I want to get the stuff that's hidden behind the Amiibos. And um, yeah. you never know what you, you can only do it once a day. And you never know what you're going to get. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I, apparently, yeah, there's a, a reward for um, lighting up all the deaths. I'm trying to, oh, um trying to find what the exactly the reward is i'm pretty sure you light up the whole thing i'm having a heck of a time oh you can get yeah there's the miners out uh armor set that you can get down there i forgot i've got one piece of it so far uh it gives you a permanent glowing effect that's what it is it gives you a permanent glowing effect so you don't light up the whole thing i lied but you can Uh, at least see where you're going you can see where you're going along the way so that's pretty cool it's really really cool looking too I think I've got the legs so far. But yeah, you've got to beat, I think you got to beat three bosses and one of them that you get it from, I skipped because <laughs> I couldn't do it. And the Lionel, um, I have killed several, but like I saw one on my last stream and I ran because I'm like, I don't want to mess with this right now because the depths, the problem is you get the hearts taken away that you can't refill. And I was sitting at two. I was sitting at two hearts, so I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not messing with the Lionel. Oh, yeah. um, but the, to jump into other news, we got um, the uh, PS5 Pro rumor. We've got a, a little bit more information, apparently, from an analysis on, on some of the stuff happening with, I guess, analysis, essentially, talking about it. And it said Sony is likely to release a refreshed version of the PlayStation 5 this year. Analysts told CNBC after the company cut its forecast for sales of its flagship console, uh, the move would be designed to boost interest in the PlayStation 5 and offer a souped-up piece of hardware ready for release of GTA 6 in 2025. Even as expectations of a new console rise, Sony is grappling with a big issue that profit margins at its key gaming business are sitting near decades low. That's, that's not good. I mean... I mean, to be uh, fair, for one, the PS5 is kind of expensive. The PS4 yeah. has a really good library and, you know, everything being more expensive, the cost of living, you know, inflation is just hurting the industry as a whole because people just don't have enough money to, to yeah. buy stuff. But I mean, the, so, I mean the PS5s were like in such high demand. I mean, they've still sold a lot, um, two to one yeah. for the Series X. So they've still sold a lot of PS5s. But, but it's. It's never going to reach what the PS4 did. It doesn't have the library so that the either. PS4 did at this point. Like yeah. its library, to be fair, is kind of kind of crap. Yeah, uh, no, I I agree. I, I'm a PS5 fan, but I agree that that the library is just not there. Um, there's just not enough there. And like, I would not argue with somebody to say, you know, if they were to say, uh, I don't want to buy one because there's there's like five 
exclusive games I'm interested in playing on it. It's been out for going almost. It'll be four years this year at the end of the year. Uh, in November, it'll be four years. So yeah, I mean for four years with the PS4, my God, the library already had. Now the PS5 has a library. It's got a big library, but it's not a lot of exclusives, and there's a lot of um. If it weren't for companies like limited run games and premium edition games, like the library physically would not be filled out the way that it is. Um, like how many games, how many series just got a, a new start on the PS4 itself? Like yeah. a new life, like yeah. a, the new series just started that we're also getting on the PS5. Cause you think of horizon zero dawn, the God of war, you know, re soft reboot realistically, which you can kind of look at it. Yeah. That came out on the PS4 and that's just like the just the handful that kind of come to mind. And then no, there's a bunch more. Yeah, I I just randomly typed in for uh, audio listeners. This I find this kind of. I guess funny. he had some Spider-Man games as well. But for the what, one thing about the PS4 is, if you're an RPG fan, that game is full of really good RPGs, and a lot of those, if you're a physical collector, a lot of those came from Limited Run and and Premium Edition games, and uh, I'm forgetting some of the other uh limited companies but uh there there was a lot of like rpgs that came that way like for the ps4 and now granted the ps5 is getting that treatment now too um limited run is releasing a ton of ps5 games and uh, a lot of there there are a lot of really good rpgs on the ps5 but you got to dig deep and if you're a physical collector they're out there physically but again like they're not exclusive to the ps5 and some of those companies are still releasing PS4 versions of the games too, because yeah. the install base for the PS4 is insane. It's just too big; you can't ignore it. But I was going back at some of the looking at some of the best-selling PS4 games, and then you had like Uncharted 4, The Witcher 3, both The Last of Us games, obviously The Horizon, uh, you know, Detroit Become Human, Infamous, Cyberpunk, uh, Killzone, Bloodborne. Yep. Uh, some sports games. Uh, Why have we not gotten a kills on PS5? What's that? Kingdom Hearts three. Though that was not exclusive to it. But there's Dragon Quest. There's and these are just like the the some of the better selling games on there. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest made a few appearances on the PS4 and always always a good outputting it? from Dragon. Was Dragon it ten Quest and 12. 11? 12. 12. 10, 11, or, and twelve. Uh, hold on, hold on. Dragon Quest Eleven. Sorry. Yeah, ten and eleven. Well, I thought I got at least two Dragon Quests. Obviously, oh, eleven more. is. They got more. There's builders. There's um. There's like other spin. I do remember a lot of Dragon Quest games. A lot of you know, Dragon Quest just didn't feel like it ever came over with some of the earlier games. Here's one that I really enjoy that I actually have now. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't own any of the other um, PS4 ones, but I do have Dragon Quest Heroes Two, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, all oh, the heroes. That's what I was thinking of. I have both games. Oh, I got two copies of two because I'm stupid. But yeah, I I, I need to go back and actually have replay one or two. So I need to check that out, and I might need one from you. Uh, there's also yeah, of course I, there was. I want to say that is, but I know I accidentally bought a second copy of one of the the Dragon Quest games. As I was just buying it to to add to the collection. Yeah, I'll have to see if it's one or two that I have. I think it's I think it's two. Is that the one you have two copies of? I can I can double check real quick. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, there's there's also um, Dragon Quest Heroes the Worlds. I think this might be the one that I have. Uh, the World Trees, the World Trees Woe and Blight Below. So that was the first. No, so it's Heroes game. Uh, that's my bad. Uh, what is it? Uh, you have 
You have the world tree. Sorry, I could. I I, I messed with it. Uh, it was uh, Dragon Quest Heroes. The first one was the one I I bought double copies of. Is it the, the world, second one? Only, world I had one trees, copy. Woe and the Blade. Yeah. Woe? Okay. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think I have that one. I think I have two. I, I'll have to look. It's so I got I got both time. games. But I didn't realize I I accidentally bought the first game twice. Oh, uh, you bought the first. Yeah, I don't think I have that one. I think I have two. Uh, but then Builders, I mean, Builders is really good. Builders 2 obviously improved a lot upon that. But did you play that? Like, RPG Minecraft, no, it worked. I didn't. Dude, it, it, it's so fun. I don't I don't play Minecraft. I, I don't like Minecraft. But this was like an RPG Minecraft that worked. Like it, it built out Dragon Quest Universe as like a Minecraft game, but with RPG elements and like actual tasks and, and, a sto- and legitimate story. That I be- I believe they're canon, um, but like legitimate stories and uh, really really good games. I I have not beat two, um, but still have like an o- a good online community for uh, Builders Two. At least. I still need to that. I still need to beat the first game. You have you I enjoyed it, but I don't. I think I just dropped uh, not Builders, but the 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 heroes. But the Builders, I don't know. I just saw it as like. Uh, like the 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 Mario builder kind of came to mind. I was like, oh, it's probably something like that. I didn't. I didn't ever even gave it a a, a second glance. What well, J- apparently in Japan they got a Dragon Quest Ten all in one package. It has all three. Uh, ga- I think they. I don't remember if they were. This must be like it's probably more DLC. popular over there, so it makes sense. Oh, it's way more. It's one of the biggest series there. Um, Monster Hunter, Dragon Quest, Pokemon are like the three, the three bigs over there. Yeah. So yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, that that's cool. If if it had a yeah. English translation, that would be worth an import. Have you played ten? No, I think I was looking for a copy, but I, I haven't found one yet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's without actually going online and just buying it. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, but it's like just... uh, there's they there's a Dragon Quest Ten Awakening of the. Awakening of the Five Tribes offline version for PS5, but it's J- uh, Japan only. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, uh, offline mode. Yeah, I remember this being announced. I feel like I thought it got it. I thought it came here, but I remember Happy Console Gamer talking about this. But yeah, an offline mode, which is a big deal because obviously it's an online game. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't know that that came to the PS5. But uh, yeah, th- I was looking here too at some of the Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest Ten on the Wii. Uh, Jap- I think that's Japan only as well, and it was also online, which is pretty cool for the Wii. So that's interesting. And speaking of Japan, did you, I, I didn't realize this? Did you realize the massive uh, mobile suit that movie that they have in Japan is uh, going away at the end of uh, at the end of March? Oh really? That's a you seen videos of that? Yeah, I've seen oh, the yeah. big the one that actually moves. I didn't realize it till like apparently it's. You know, within a month, it's just leaving. I don't know why. I would like to know where they're. I'd I'd like to know where they're putting it. Maybe they're just getting rid of it. Who knows? Oh God, I would hope not. That that'd be crazy. They got to be putting in a museum or something, right? You wouldn't think they would just scrap that whole project. They're getting rid of that 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 mech, but apparently there's a there's a store, a cafe, and a museum that they're also closing down in the same area. Oh, that's a bummer. Like they're just closing the whole thing down. Wonder why? Maybe I just did, didn't get enough money. I, I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a a cafe. I want to visit one. Oh, there's cafe cat, for everything in Japan. Cat cafes. Have you seen those? <laughs> the cat. Actually, I've been to a cat cafe when I was in Okinawa. Yeah, it's just a bunch of cats around while you eat essentially like a like a coffee and like a small snack type thing. 
Interesting. Did you go by yourself? No, I went with other people. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> That's I'm not a weirdo. What are you talking about? That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> I wanted to know if you went by yourself. Uh, so, in physical media uh, news, I, I wanted to put this on here because I think it's important for a lot of physical media followers. A lot of people um, here for physical media, and uh, one of the things that was pretty big news, which will it, it, it affects the whole media in- industry. Uh, Disney and Sony ink a deal for Sony to take over Disney's physical media production. So period. And then D- Disney movie club, which has been around for a very long time is being shut down. Um, so Sony that definitely come. No, I was gonna say that definitely sounds like it's coming off as a, as a cost cutting measure. Well, that, that yeah, they're trying to like save money and they're just cutting, cutting, you know, what they feel like is just the fat off. Yeah, I think so. the The weird thing is that uh, I used to be subscribed to Disney Movie Club. I think it's a big, a big rip off. So that's why I discontinued it years ago. I did it around the era that uh, Wreck It Ralph came out because there was a lot of stuff then. I was collecting like the 4K Blu-ray and 3D Blu-ray and all that jazz at one point in time. And um, some of those you could only get the 3D version from the Disney Movie Club. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think that they haven't even had like a, a a new output from the Disney movie club in like two years or something. So like, yeah, Crazy. I mean, of course they're going to, yeah, it says uh, first they were trimmed down in 2019 and, and early 2020 after Disney's infamous and year long 4k HD catalog title blowout. Uh, they were subject to many of the cost cutting pressures and personal losses that all the majors suffered during COVID. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a cost-cutting measure, but it the, the crazy part is that Sony has taken over the, the physical media side of Disney, which is wild because we just saw the Crunchyroll news where they're taking stuff away from people. Meanwhile, that's all digital. Well, that, that's, that deals with digital library, not, not physical stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the point. It's weird that they're taking away these, these digital copies, but they're going to produce Disney physicals. Like they well, don't. to be fair, Sony owns Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is still its own subsidiary that makes its own decisions. It might have just been a decision handled at that level, and the big Sony just didn't care. The parent company just doesn't. Because sometimes it's like the, the, the you, know, you have your parent company, your subsidiaries, but your subsidiaries tend to still kind of run themselves and do their own things day to day. Sometimes. So we, we've seen otherwise here recently, but yeah, sometimes that's the case. I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. Like, I'm not a business expert, but that's just kind of what it feels like. But it's also... I mean, it's one of those things like, oh, Sony, you do this on a much bigger scale than we already do, so it's probably just easier for you. It's just, you know, the infrastructure's there. Well, Why not just kind of transition to you? They do it on a bigger scale because Sony owns Blu-ray. They they invented the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so it's just it's just it just makes sense that it's easier for them to go that go that route. It's funny when you think about it that they get a cut out of every single <laughs> every single um, Xbox release and and all that stuff that physical. It's release, all on Blu-ray. It's all on Blu-ray. So, so you're saying is Nintendo is smart to just use their own arbitrary cartridge device? That's a good point. That is a good point. You don't hear people talk about that. We need that extra, you know, five percent profit on all our stuff. I, I'm curious what that that percentage is on on a physical copy. It cannot be much. It cannot be much. It's probably not that. Maybe five, ten percent most. I, yeah, I'm curious. And it's probably not a lot of money because they're probably not that that expensive. Or they're not they're not that expensive at this point, but yeah, they're they're super super cheap to make, and I I'm even though it's not that much, I mean that has got to contribute 
to part of, you know, Xbox and some of these companies wanting to move away from physical media because that's, I mean, that everything counts, man. That becomes millions, you know, when you add it up on sales. It's, uh, uh, no, that's streaming. I was trying to see. Um, 1.5% of net revenue from worldwide Blu-ray sales. So, interesting. 1.5%. So, I mean, not a lot. It's really low, but... But that adds up, though. It, that certainly adds up on the sales. That's, that's at least, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars probably every year. Yep, easily. So that's got to contribute to that for sure. There's no doubt about that. And then it's kind of like a left turn. Man. Speaking of physical media, I didn't. Apparently, did you see this article? Apparently, CBS made an article about the best Switch games coming in 2024 that you should pre-order. No, there's five games here. Oh, what are they? And it, it reminded me of like technically there's one big game that Nintendo's coming out. Obviously, the big one was the uh, Princess Peach Showtime yeah, game a, that comes out next month. That's the big one because it's a, it's um, not a remake or remaster. Yeah. Then they also put out the uh, Sea of Stars as one of the other games. Uh, Unicorn Overlord that you kind of already talked about. Yeah, Sea of Stars. I thought that uh, already came out on Switch. I- uh, March eighth, twenty four. Oh, oh Sea of Stars? Yeah. May 10th, 24 for Sea of Stars. Yeah, what's weird about that is that um, it was digital only, but but there's a, some limited company that's releasing the Sea of Stars physical. So, like, a lot of people are... There's, I, there are people that I know um, have that already. So, I don't know if it was... Yeah, maybe it's the physical itself. I don't know. Uh, the, other, the last two, one was the uh, Auden Chronicles 100 Heroes. I'm sure I butchered that name. I've never heard of that. That one. comes out in April, and then you're gonna love this one. The last one is MLB The Show 24. Oh my god! Like, come on, are you are you serious? What? One of your top that... five games, and it's made by uh by Sony Studios on the box art. Isn't that hilarious? I remember, yeah, when that first happened and started coming over to the other platforms, like it was a it was a big deal. People were like. What Sony game over there? It's a sports game. To be like, fair, I'm more mocking whoever wrote this article, not the game itself. Like, why would how, this is not one of the top five games coming out on the and Switch? On, and on Switch of all platforms, like that's not the the platform that you want to. Um, that's God. their best guide of 2024 to the Switch. And, and I was like, that's a terrible. What did you read the CBS list. article? This was by CBS. Yeah, I, I, while I was looking it up, that's why I was curious. Well, it's just the it. list of their top five games. I'm like, why is this even on here? <laughs> Here's I'm pretty sure you can find any any other game to put up as your number five. Uh, MSN uh, first on Mario vs Donkey Kong, obviously, which just came out. Um, yeah, Tomb- that would fit a lot better. Yeah, Tomb Raider one through three remastered. Which you know what? I don't think we talked about, but that's only a thirty dollar release, so that's kind of cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, which is already out, and by the way, is a phenomenal game. Um. They put Lego Fortnite free to play, <laughs> um, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney Trilogy. Uh, a lot of these are already out. Super Mario RPG. Yeah, this must be an old list. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's not. I mean, there's not a lot, but that had to have been pre Nintendo Direct, right? I would hope. That article. Uh, I already closed the article. I'm pretty sure it had to have been. Uh, yeah, I would. I would surely hope so. That's. Uh, Let me try to bring it back up. That's uh, absolutely ridiculous. While you're bringing that back up, uh, here's here's something that's uh, recent news. Oh, it came too. out two days. ago. It came out the twenty first. What? Which one did? Oh, the article. The one I just went off. Oh, okay. Yeah, February twenty first at three fifteen p.m. Gotcha. Okay. 
So I don't know if that, that, that had to have come up just before. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, we got Nintendo Switch is finally getting long awaited RPG after six year wait. This was uh, two hours ago. Um, it looks like you can fi- soon finally play a popular RPG. When you think of RPGs, probably think of Fire Emblem, Persona 5, blah, 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 blah. But Kingdom Come Deliverance. <laughs> it's the one they're talking about, which we which we already uh brought up earlier. So that's interesting. Um I didn't see it as much as an RPG, but it definitely had the elements. I don't I don't know. Long six years long awaited. Who who's been waiting that long on the Switch for a game that's already out? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I have no idea. That's uh interesting stuff there. Um but it, we it, Okay. If you want to watch an interesting movie that's only in theaters on March 17th and 20th and probably very select theaters, you can watch the End of Evangelion movie. Apparently G-Kids is re- bringing that to the to US theaters for two days. Interesting. Huh. It's got the infamous, you know, Shinji's screwed up scene. Yeah. I'm sure you've got no idea about... No, I do. I do. Yeah. But just, you know, general pop culture. I was like, oh... G Kids is bringing another movie uh, back to the U.S. Why it's only two days seems terrible. It's probably going to be very, very limited on where it's shown. But two days, yeah, that's that's not much time. To be I, fair, I, I'd rather watch the the rebuild movies, not the original End of Evangelion. But yeah. hey, if you got nothing going on those two days, that's true. Um, we also got the uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, releases that are coming out. Um, we got Bluey the video game available now. Uh, Dead Island 2 is available now. Uh, Tales of Arise, also available. Uh, February 27th, so soon um, from this recording. But I thought Tales of Arise came out a while ago. It it did, but coming to Game Pass. Oh, it, it just, okay. It, it just, it's on there now. You can, you can get it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, I think I, I forgot what you said before. I was like, Tales of Arise? Like, that, that's an yeah. old, that game's been out for a while. But, I mean, that's a really good game to come to Game Pass for, for people to get to play. Yeah, it's I, a really good game. It, it's, really it's a really good, good story, actually. I, I It's same with Bluey, the video game. Same there. So, really good game. Uh, Man Eater <laughs> it comes out on February 27th. Uh, Madden NFL 24 Cloud Version comes out on the 27th. Uh, Indivisible. Madden. Oh, yeah. It's a hype <laughs> for that game. Dude, I'm so, the Cloud Version, have you... Dude, the cloud version is going to be hype, man. It's going to be hype. I uh, got Indivisible, which is a really fun game, um, February 28th. So that's pretty soon. Space Engineers, February 29th. Um, this is like a uh, engineering, exploration, and survival are some of the key characteristics of the sandbox game. In this game, you get to build and pilot ships, travel through space, and explore planets to find resources and order to survive what does this sound like uh this game does not look good <laughs> i'm watching a trailer of it now it looks looks uh real jank to me but uh we also yeah, it got probably is <laughs> it looks you should see it it looks like it wants to be uh um what's the game no man's planet but no man's sky no man's planet no man's sky uh but we also got warhammer forty thousand bolt gun um march 5th which actually looks really good it's like a um first person shooter doom style sort of game like just killing a bunch of people uh and then titles leaving game pass one of these kinds of sucks because i still haven't played it uh but you got madden nfl 22 uh 
Been wanting to play that forever, man. And then Soul Hackers 2 are leaving. So Soul Hackers 2, that sucks because I've been wanting to play that. And I've got it downloaded and still haven't touched it. You better hurry up and, and play it. Uh, it leaves on the 29th. It's a it's a RPG. I'm not even going to bother. If it's already downloaded, do you, still, do you still lose it? You lose it, yeah. It gets taken away. That's it's crap. Like it's, it's downloaded. A, have, have you played those games? I haven't, no. Really good. Really good Sega uh, Atlas games. Really good release. Um, but yeah, so those are leaving um, the Game Pass. Or do you, you still have Game Pass, right? Remember if I do. I have to go back and double check. Yeah. It, I mean, I still think, you know, even with all the discourse now, I think it's still like the best value in gaming right now. Like there's there's a lot of games on there. Even Even though stuff goes away, Less goes away than what comes, so which is good, and and things stick around for usually a long time. It all depends on the deal they make, but like if yeah, you're if you're just, on a budget, like seventeen dollars to play all these games and day one Microsoft games, and yeah, it's a it's a good deal in my in my opinion. Really it's not deal. bad. It's just as personally like I I would hate to be in the process of playing a game than lose it or. There's a game that you want to play. It's kind of like you know streaming movies, but oh, oh, this this service doesn't have it, so now you can't well, you can't yeah. access it. I don't like that that side of it. I I mean I don't either, but like it, it, this is where we are. I if you're if you're just you know if you don't have money and like you want to be able to play games, like a lot comes. It's not you know Microsoft like a ton. Like ninety nine percent of the games that come on there aren't Microsoft games. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variety, like at least it's there, because if you look at like PS Plus Premium, that's a horrible service. I I cancel mine in like November. I just got the standard PlayStation, uh, I, the premium. What a, such a rip off. They're just I think I'm still paying for mine. <laughs> they're just now finally adding good retro games on there because they they promised that they would be putting PS2 games on there. That service has been around for a while and there's still not a single PS2 game on there. Not not one. They they got PS4 versions of PS2 games that were in like collections, but they don't have any PS2 games on there. It's crazy. Um, no, yeah, it is. I, I, I found this kind of funny, though. Um, uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new Empire director, addresses the peak Godzilla. He says it's not a Barbie reference. <laughs> Godzilla is pink now. That's something that surprised many fans in the trailer. But this director has now made it clear he isn't just chasing Barbie's box office success. Uh, in an interview for IGN FanFest, Adam Wingard finally addressed perhaps the biggest visual change to Godzilla in its 70-year film his- history. Uh, it's interesting, this is a quote, interesting, because in the last movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, it was really important to me to keep Godzilla consistent from King of, King of Monsters. So that there was a continuity in terms of whenever he's fighting with Kong. I wanted to feel like the Godzilla that you know versus the Kong that you know, he explained. I wanted it to be part of the major drive of the story, why Godzilla is getting this new look, and the pink collar itself. It's not random. Within the movie, there's actual reasoning behind why he turns pink. It's not just like he evolves for some reason, the blue turns to pink. So, but, I don't yeah. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm excited for that movie, but after watching minus one, like I don't know if it's just gonna live up to what I would like it Absolutely. to be. Like I, that movie yeah. just just blew it out of the water. I I've said it time and time again. Godzilla, like outside of gaming, is my favorite franchise, and um, I am do not have high hopes for this movie at all. It, it sucks because like at one point in time, being a Godzilla fan, you got like no content. Like there was nothing. 
for you know what i mean well to be fair there was always a lot of it it was just never coming out of the it was always stuff coming out of japan so you whether you got all of it or not was kind of limited um i mean like post godzilla 99 like there was a few there were a few more i mean i guess there was a break for a second there was a long break like we weren't getting but to be fair like it's like you didn't have like 30 movies or 20 movies you could go back and kind of watch yeah i just mean like even like what was crazy like now they're they're everywhere but even like stuff but, like toys because i collected a lot of godzilla like collectibles yeah. and toys and figures and like there was no we didn't get not we got nothing like we got a, a horrible ps4 game that was a port of a ps3 game that's 300 dollars now um i mean like we just didn't get anything dude i'll just say this if i have to wait you know several years between movies to get a good movie i'd rather do that than just have them pump out some crap every like two three years yeah no i'm with it i mean that that's my i feel like this is go back and and thinking about it it's like there was between like the 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 the, was it like 70s and 80s and i think it got in the 90s a little bit there's just a lot a lot of godzilla movies there's a lot in the 90s out of japan There's a lot to the, to the point where it's like it, it probably just got oversaturated. And it probably needed a break to kind of reset. It 100 percent did. Like there there are like YouTube breakdowns. Um, like If you're ever into like those long videos, like put in the background or like listen to or whatever. Like there's some there's some good Godzilla history videos. And that it was just that like Godzilla. I think Final Wars sold like the worst of all the Godzillas. And that was that's when they took a break. I think it was so Final like, Wars. We're just we need to step away. We're like we're just pumping out crap now. Yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure it was Final Wars, but yeah, a- after that it just did really bad in the box office and and Godzilla took a break. And then the next thing I think to come up was uh, I can't remember what came after that, but that was yeah, that was 2004 that Final Wars came out and we had like a long gap from there. Like there was just a long gap and nothing. Um yeah, so I it it it's interesting. Like I was really excited when Legendary launched this, and it's uh, I really like King of Monsters, um, and I really like Skull Island. Didn't care as much for the first Godzilla Legendary movie, um, and I do not have high hopes for this movie because I I just like the antagonists. I uh, I just don't know. I mean, like I. To me, like the premise of it just sounds terrible. It didn't have anything to do with the pink Godzilla either. Like, cool, he, he powers up in a, a new way or whatever the uh, reasoning for that is. But um, yeah, I, I this is one that I think I do want to review. I haven't done a lot of. We haven't done like, like we did some, you know, other pop culture coverage. But I think this will be yeah. an interesting one to cover since I love Godzilla. But um, you know, if you do like Godzilla or other like science fiction stuff kind of like the uh i can't remember what it's called there's a website called sci-fi japan that has like a whole section dedicated to like godzilla stuff oh, like really? articles written about it and stuff like that i guess they uh, like that and ultraman like the two big things that the website kind of covers but it's kind of kind of neat if you were interested in just godzilla news from what it looks like like godzilla fans and stuff like that interesting i'll have to check that out i'm putting it in now um yeah that, that sounds kind of cool for sure to check that one out that uh we also got kevin eastman reveals details on the new uh teenage mutant ninja turtles movie uh also at ign fan fest uh, it's mostly all about like movies and, and pop culture but uh he says 
Uh, they showed some of the new turtles in action. He said the last Ronin 2 was something that we really questioned and hadn't planned when we started doing last Ronin. So we found a place that we wanted to stay and tell stories for as long as we could. What you're seeing here specifically takes place 16 years after last Ronin ended. Interesting. So Casey Marie Jones is the woman in the purple, which like you can't obviously audio listeners, you can't see, but you can look this up. Uh, Showing some some of the uh, panels here for Last Ronin 2, which looks really cool. It's called the Last Ronin 2 Re-Evolution number one. Um, oh my gosh, like the the turtle design is is different than anything I've ever seen before for Ninja Turtles. So super cool. Uh, I, we're getting a Last Ronin game. I don't know if you remember that. We're getting a Last Ronin game that's been. I don't know what what the update on that no. is. Yeah. So actually, uh, speaking of some shows, did you have you heard about the new show called uh, Shogun that's coming from FX? No, no. What what's that about? Uh, it's just a new show. I think it starts it starts airing on twenty seventh. They say on Hulu, but apparently it's a new show from from FX about uh, something with like feudal Japan or something like that. Mm, that sounds interesting. Shogun. Is it? I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've heard a lot of news right? talk about it. Yeah. Oh. Huh. That might be a cool one to check out. Yeah, I haven't heard about that one. And that's on We're interested FX? in, like, new shows. Yeah, it's it's from FX, so they say it's going to be on, on Hulu or something like that. But I know it's been getting a lot of news uh, recently. I, I haven't had the chance to, to look into it a whole lot, but it was like, oh, this might be, be interesting. We'll see yeah. uh, if it actually turns out to be good or not. But Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, That'd be worth checking out here. Um, so here's some breaking news. Uh, Xbox Series X has a hidden godsend feature for you late night gamers. Um, if you're like me, you just can't say no to another hour or two of your favorite games. There's a hidden feature on your Xbox Series X that's deemed a godsend by those who've already discovered it. What would you say it is the biggest issue when gaming into the early hours? The light, specifically blue light, that is, as we know, isn't great for helping our bodies get ready for sleep. Not hidden necessarily, but there is a night mode option in the accessibility setting that activates a blue light filter at whatever time you set it. Ah, that's stupid, because I already knew about that even. <laughs> but if you didn't know about it, there is a blue light feature um, on your Xbox Series. Oh, fair enough. So that's pretty interesting. Oh, I here's here's a here's a big thing i meant to put this in the notes this is super interesting so after 21 years trapped in a 300 dollars gba cart one of the greatest cult classic platformers ever made is getting a modern re-release uh 25 or 20 21 years after its gba launch the beloved cult classic ninja 5.0 is finally getting a modern re-release it'll be coming to switch ps4 ps5 and steam Sometime in 2024, courtesy of Liddy, uh, Limited Run Games Carbon Engine, which, if you know anything, Carbon Engine was uh, developed by uh, Modern Vintage Gamer, who's a big YouTuber. Um, they said Ninja 5.0 getting a modern re release is a big deal for who, anyone who wants a legal way to play one of the most beloved GBA games ever made. Originally published by Konami in 2003. Ninja 5.0, known as Ninja Cop in Europe, is an outstanding action platformer with tremendous mobility options, including one of the finest implementations of grappling hook gaming that we had seen up to that point. It, I, by, this does look like a very good game. It's one I was always interested in. Uh, technically, I can play it on my EverDrive. 
I need to probably do that, but it, it's cool that it's getting this and I am on board for any games that cost as much money to, to bring them over to modern platforms and the accessibility option. Like $300 GBA cart for somebody that just wants to play the game. You know what I mean? Like that's... Yeah. That makes sense. And uh, it, I don't know if you picked it up or not, but it's a, it's a very interesting looking game and like it, look, it looks really good for the time. It looks like a lot of fun. So that's, uh, that's good news to have um, for sure. So... Uh, another breaking news thing that we've got here, Insomniac Games alerts employees hit by ransomware data breach. <laughs> Sony sub- s- subsidiary Insomniac Games is sending data breach notification letters to employees whose personal information was stolen and leaked online following a Reseda ransomware attack in November. The California-based video game developer has been part of Sony uh, since 2019. The, uh, talks about the most recent projects and then of course is currently working on Marvel's Wolverine uh, another data breach related to Sony <laughs> what else is yeah right. there always seems to be an issue there <laughs> always it's always Sony I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't get it but uh, pretty interesting stuff there Sony you got to figure oh, out what to do there nah, there was something that I saw that I think it's it's not game related. I know it would interest you directly because I was looking at some other stuff. Apparently, starting in 2020, Studio Ghibli started releasing official cookbooks every year, and apparently this year the movie that they're making their new uh, their uh, recipe book after is Kiki's Delivery oh, Service. Yeah, I just saw that. Buying that, buying that. I think this uh, they this news is fairly old. It came back out in January, but oh man, yeah, that I saw that. I was like, that would. I was like, you love Kiki. I'm like, I don't know how you get this book, or it might be in Japanese, but it might be it might be worth it. Because uh, I think some yeah. of the recipes were the... I, I'm not even going to pretend That, that pre- game was all about that. recipes. The mountain-shaped... Yeah, the mountain-shaped bread runbounds, cookies bought by Tombo, the roasted herring, pumpkin pie, the uh, also, uh, Asano's milk soup, Kiki's special brown pancake, and then the special chocolate... A cake made by a, a Madame or a Madame or whatever her name is. Adam. So it's taking the actual food they showed in in the movie and turning like here's an actual recipe like how to make that stuff. I so I saw that and I was that. like oh I immediately know you would like this. Yeah I love that that's awesome yeah because so like the not revolving around the whole premise but she starts working at a bread shop and and delivers a food and like that's like one of the the, the big things in the. The movie, so like she would deliver the food to, I believe, stay get, to get like a free room or something, and so that's cool. That's bringing some of like the actual recipes. Yeah, I just looked it up: magic berry soda, which is ribbon snack, black cat cake lollipop, dragonfly striped jelly. So some interesting stuff there. I don't, I don't know how the stuff will taste, but um, I, I don't know where you get this book at though. That's what I was trying to find for a second. Like, where, where do you find this book? Is this like a Japan only thing? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. Where you actually get it doesn't um, doesn't link anywhere where you actually order it. That's what I was looking for. Uh, well, I mean, there's a link for it, but it's uh, it looks like you have to order from like Amazon Japan, so you have to make a new Amazon account. But it's selling for uh, 1760 yen, 1760 yen. How much does that uh, equate to? Uh, I, I was, I was going to pull it up. So, uh, so what's 17, 1760? So it's about like what? 
11 12 dollars oh geez okay cool based off like the current conversion rate right now 30 dollars shipping i mean the book would be whatever that would be it's, it looks like it's in it's all in japanese obviously but if That'd be it'd be a neat cool collector to buy yeah because it looks like the other ones is uh is it the one with the cat i think it was the one i'm just going off the picture i can't remember what it's called and then it looks oh, like yeah, the yeah, uh yeah, yeah. uh how uh the castle in the sky was the other one that they had of uh of uh, the cookbook made and these are like the official ones made by by studio ghibli and they're all you know 11 12 cookbooks not not a bad price obviously if you can't read japanese you're not gonna be able to make it but yeah it'd still be like a neat collector thing to have yeah it it looks really cool i was looking here and uh yeah definitely. But it looks like you'd, you'd have to buy it from uh it says at least as far as the amazon japan it's pre-order now and it looks like it's delivery sometime at the in like mid to late March. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually and it's, got and that. That says it, when it would deliver. Delivery to U.S. is that. So, it, I oh, no, I'm stupid. It officially releases on March 14th. That's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, if you could, if you want to make a new Amazon account and just have them I've deliver it. Got, I've, got, I've got an Amazon Japan account. <laughs> I've, bought, I've bought quite a few things. So uh, I can, I can, I found one of the, uh, apparently it was the lifestyleasia.com link that I found that actually had the Amazon Japan link in it. Oh, okay. All right. If you were, if you were curious. Yeah, guys. So if you are, uh, if you have not seen Kiki's delivery service, I highly recommend it. It's, it, it's my favorite Studio Ghibli film. And I feel like it's, I mean, what do you think? It's, it's like one that nobody talks about. It's like, I, I think it's like, one of the lesser known ones, but it's a, it's a really good movie. It's. Not nothing it's like, like a coming dire happens in some other. Yeah, like yeah, but nothing like it's not like the hey your life is online you're being you know hunted down type yeah. thing like like you know thinking of like Castle in the Sky not the same stakes but it's just a it's a nice quiet story. I mean I think Spirited Away is still like the biggest studio. I don't think anything will ever surpass that. Did you ever watch Pu- uh, Puyo? I think it's called Puyo or Puyo. Uh, no, it's one of the ones I haven't seen. It's good. It's one really of the handful good. of Studio Ghibli's I've seen. To be fair, as much as I like Spirit Away, it's not my personal favorite. It's not my not even Spirit close. Away. Yeah. It's probably in my top five, but it's probably not. It's not my top three. Yeah. What was the last one that that came out? I, I have not watched the one. That I yet. think it's still in. It's still in theaters. It's the uh, the boy and the heron. Uh, okay, the one before that then. Because you just told me about that last uh, week. The, it's the one that. that had the plane. Well, the one that Miyazaki worked on are actual Studio Ghibli movies. Um, I think there was oh, one one or two that came out with him not there. Let me, let me pull it up. Uh, so uh, I think the two that me there were two that Miyazaki didn't work on. It was the Tale of the Princess and the in uh, the Tale of Princess uh, Kaguya. And then where uh, Marine was there, oh, when Marine was there, and they just didn't, uh, I don't know, they just didn't do as well or, or what, but. Interesting. Hmm. But the last one that Miyazaki worked on was called The Wind Rises that had to deal with uh, essentially airplanes and stuff like that. That That's the one I, but, I was thinking of, yeah. That's the one from I what I, t- when I heard about The Boy and the Heron is like. Obviously, like Miyazaki tells other people's stories. I heard it best that this is like a this is like his story, like a story about like him. It's like the oh, the main okay. character is a reflection of him and himself, and like how he views what where anim, like his views on you know and how, where can't speak, but his views on uh, where animation was and kind of where it's become and his disillusions with it. 
uh, then coming to kind of like his acceptance of this is just where where animation is because I know he's not a big fan of 3D animation at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, or, or any kind of digital animation. Like his idea is everything should be like hand drawn, even if it takes several years to make a movie. Like that's his like idea animation. It should be actually drawn, you know, with like heart and soul and stuff into it. That's yeah. So that's where um that's where anime really started to lose me is when it went all digital all 3d animation um there is stuff that i like but it really really lost me because all my favorite uh and i mean most of my favorite anime are, are 80s 90s anime especially movies i mean you know i, I it's just i i enjoy that that hand-drawn animation i think it makes a big difference yeah. i think it's more expressive it just it feels more real and alive um the three especially the anime coming out now the 3D animation has just gotten to a point where it's really, really lost me. And it's unfortunate because I, you know, I love that's soulless. Them. Yeah, that's how it feels. It feels like you're just pumping them out to pump them out. Because, I mean, like yeah. you've, you've got that spring, fall and winter drops of anime every single year. I used to follow it. Like I extensively followed all the drops. Like what new one can I watch? And it got to a point where they just looked, they looked, I just, I don't, I, I just don't like it. I, I don't know. It got to a point where it's too much for me. Like. There, there's stuff that I like that is uh, 3D animated, but I did find a few interesting things here. So um, from IGN FanFest day one, um, which is today, this is an, uh, today article, uh, Fallout cast embraces the show's authenticity to the games. Uh, Walton Goggins, Ella Pernal, Aaron Moten, and Kyle Maclean sat down with IGN to talk about their upcoming show, Prime Videos Fallout, and how it is staying authentic to the game, how they got prepared for their roles and their involvement on set. So there's a whole um, whole interview we'll, you can. We'll watch see if it's actually authentic to the games. Yeah, that yeah. That, that that just sounds like PR speak. I don't know. No, it, for as much as this. some adaptations have been good, there's still a lot of hot garbage adaptations out there. Yep, and then uh, talking about that, Netflix's Avatar, an animated series, voice actor had advice for the live action cast. Alongside revealing some of the moments they can't wait to see in the live-action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender, the stars of the series shared the story of how one of the original series voice actors gave them words of wisdom before filming. And there, there's a long seven-minute video you can check out from FanFest about that. I can't believe I'm, I completely forgot about the, the FanFest, but um, I am hesitant because I absolutely love Avatar, um, one of my favorite series of all time. Um so, and after the dreadful M. Night Shyamalan movie that we got, um, you know, quite s- skeptical. It's it to me is like trying to do live action Dragon Ball. It's very hard with the type of world building that the Avatar has, and and the the air, all the, all the bending. It just is. I I don't know how they can do it right. That story is very extensive. I mean, it continued. Yeah. With the book of Korra. I'll, no, I was just gonna say this. Since the the original creators backed out of it, I think it was back in twenty twenty with, you know, them not liking what Netflix was doing, that just gave me a red flag. It's like if you the creators don't like what you're doing, I'm probably not gonna like the show. Well it's like the, I have um, no faith in the show. It's like the what was it? Was it Lupin that got the live action? Um not Lupin. Um Cowboy Bebop. That one Yeah. Yeah, that one I don't I don't know how you just ruin that it's the easiest, one of the easiest adaptations, and they just 
I feel, butchered yeah, it so bad. And way easier than trying to do this or, you know, Dragon Ball or anything like that. Yeah. Or we're getting all we're get we're just getting live action for literally everything that they can they can do. They're milking these series. I mean, the Fallout the Fallout how creatively one, bankrupt uh, Hollywood is. Yeah, I mean, they're banking on IPs that are already established and that's one of the problems is that we're not getting these new IP IPs to create these new like fan bases and new I mean, we are getting them, but we're seeing what Hollywood is doing on the IPs that we love. And you'll get like 10 turds with one good show. Right. Borderlands, Fallout. I mean, you got all this stuff coming out. It's just like, oh, my God. But we also got uh, uh, Netflix characters bending abilities as chosen by the live action Avatar cast. So it shows some of the building uh, bending abilities that that happen. Uh, during FanFest, so there was a video there, so if you want to check that out for audio listeners, uh, you can see some of the bending. There was quite a bit shown for Avatar, actually a lot, I'm going to have to check out after after the show, but um, they're showing like creating the creatures and stuff like that. Um, and we I went over the uh, TMNT stuff. We got Star Trek Discovery's final season. We'll focus on more of an adventure vibe. Uh, okay. Well, I've heard that that's a pretty good show, but I—it's just... uh, one of those shows where it's like I talked to my cause the only person that I actually know that watches it. My dad, he he liked it. I I hated the show personally. I didn't like the show. I thought it was all over the place. There's no consistent consistency with the story. But well, I mean, if you if you just want to watch a, a Star Trek show, apparently it's it's a well liked show. I just yeah, never people, really cared for it. People seem to like it. I had no idea that that it was on its fifth season, but. Says it's its final season, so this is it. It's going to wrap up the story, uh, saying goodbye to the cast. We also got um, Capcom announced a Street Fighter Six DLC character, which is Ed and a little Akuma tease. Akuma is cool. Ed is a boring freaking character. Um, so it says it was an experiment for the developers when they were working on Street Fighter Five to make Ed the prototype of the modern controls we see in Street Fighter Six. However, his move roster has been updated from the past title. It's not a complete rep, uh, complete replica of what you get to experience in Street Fighter V. We made some tweaks and updates to his modern controls that are also fun. Ed is a strong and close-range combat. He's like a boxing-style character. To me, he's really boring. He looks boring. Um, I'm, not, I'm not hyped for that. Now, the Akuma stuff. That'd be cool. He says, as for Akuma, Matsumoto wasn't willing to give us much about the hotly anticipated arrival of the DLC character in spring, but he did say he's awesome looking with lots of great effects. We're going to be carefully planning on how we present this character to you guys, so we can't wait to show you this new character. So, um, great. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Let's see, this isn't fan fest. We got talking about Invincible, which uh, it's apparently coming to Fortnite. Um, cast Dow on Prime Video Spider-Man crossover. Interesting. I don't, I don't know about that. McFarland Toys celebrates its 30th anniversary. So if you care about toys, a bunch of cool stuff there with Spawn that was announced. Got some uh, Fallout figures that are coming out as well. Um, bloody R-rated Marvel event introduces the Vampire Avengers. Wow, they're really digging deep now, huh? We had zombies and now vampires. Jeez, god damn! Sparkly vampires. I hope if they put one sparkly vampire in there, I'm done with Marvel. Uh, high on life. I've is, been done with them for years at this point. Yeah, I, 
you're introducing vampire avengers get out of here with that oh my god high on life is getting a physical standard and collector's edition for ps5 and xbox series x did you play that one i i think i wanted to but i don't think i did it's really fun really really fun game that's cool it's getting a physical now oh yeah it's one of those games that it's like i i need to play that game but i just haven't gotten around to it yeah people were like talking about it like crazy when it came out it's um the only I didn't play through the whole thing, so like if I grabbed physical, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the only annoying thing is the, the goddamn gun will not stop talking the whole time. You're shooting. Well, it's in part the of the, it's part of the game. I know, but he just talks so much. It's so annoying. But otherwise, the game is really good. Um, it, it's 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 really fun. Uh, the <laughs> I forgot about this. The equalizer puts kick-ass women front and center. Um. It got a brand new season four clip, uh, clip of Equalizer. I forgot there was even a series for that. So if you care about that, that's out. Um, and then it says a lot about the show when you, people just forget about it. Yeah, I forgot it was even a thing. But here's here's a pretty pretty big one from today. Uh, Naruto creator makes official statement on live action director and writer reveal. The writer and director for the upcoming Naruto live action Lionsgate movie is revealed. Receiving a big endorsement from creator Masashi Kishimoto. Uh, the highly anticipated Naruto live action movie by Lionsgate will be written and directed by Destin Cretton. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter revealed that Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, oh, that doesn't give me much hope, will both write and direct. Zero hope. Z- zero hope. That, that, Shang-Chi was terrible. Can we stop with these live actions? Like, it's just too much. Yeah. Uh, we we still get views on our One Piece live action reveal. <laughs> we had a comment the other day. I was telling you, and about it wasn't that. a bad show, but I mean, like, I'm just so sick of all these live action adaptations. Like, it's, stop selling your IP to Hollywood. They're gonna butcher it. it it's not gonna end. But it's, it says Cretton also serves as a co-producer along with June Munford through his company Hisako, as well as producers Avi Arad. Uh, the film has been in development by Lionsgate since 2015, and will yeah, be over- will be overseen by Executive Vice President James. M- oh my God, I had no idea it was that long, dude. That's like seven. That's like eight years. Holy because maybe less hope for the show. Like now, I'm yeah. Now I'm like, uh, yeah, this is not going to be good. Because One Piece, are we getting another Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh God, that's what we deserve if they're if they're selling their IP to Hollywood. Ah uh, man, you know what? If they were to do a live action, you know what would be kind of cool. I don't know if they could do it right, um, but it would be neat. Uh, I again, I I would be perfectly fine if they they didn't do it. But I would love to see. I, I I'm not saying love to see if they were going to do one. I guess a Hollywood live action Bleach movie because there there are live action Bleach movies in Japan, um, which which aren't good. Um, I remember one that came out like <laughs> maybe. Six, mo- more reason for it to not to happen. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I don't want them to keep doing these, but like it would be interesting just because I love the the series. But then again, they might just butcher it and make me angry. <laughs> but there was one that came yeah. out, uh, the one that I watched, twenty eighteen. So I, I did not like it at all. Um, there are even even Japan butchers live action adaptations. I'm thinking of like the Attack on Titan, which just looked. Oh my Full. god, dude! Yeah, so bad. And we're getting a Hollywood one too. Ugh, like, just stop! It's too much. Like, you're 
just destroying everything. This is some not everything is meant to be a live action movie. Yeah, I, I'm just not I'm not on board. I had no idea. 2015, guys. 2015. Holy crap. It's about uh, what a decade. Yeah, it's like eight years. Um, and that's interesting. Yeah, that's all. That news is all over the place because it dropped today. So that's uh, curious on what people think on that. That's does not sound good. Did you know they're making a Gladiator two? I did not. The budget for Gladiator two reportedly soars past one hundred and sixty five million, nearly reaching Avengers Infinity War heights in term in terms of spending for the movie. Why? Well, it's gonna flop because it's just spending too much money on on a on a Roman era movie. Dude, the gla- the first Gladiator came out so long ago. Why are they doing? Oh, that is and not its story was over. Yeah, that is not, not that, but that. not at, not at that budget. You know how much money, how many tickets you're gonna have to sell just to make that money back? Avengers: Infinity War made sense for that because it was going to make it back. Gladiator Two, I've not even heard anybody talk about. I didn't even know it existed until right now. There's a chance that's gonna flop just because your budget's way too big. That, that's gonna close the studio. I'm curious who's putting that out. Whatever. Uh, that's gonna. Yeah, that's not good. That, that is really not good. Uh, just throwing money at anything and everything these days. Yeah, the, here's some here's some good news. It's so lifelike. Minecraft movies, game recreation and combat teased by Star. Uh, looks like Daniel Brook teases lifelike and magical recreation of Minecraft game in the movie. Brooks hinted at a potential singing moment for her and co-star Jack Black. The Minecraft movie characters include leads Jason Momoa. And black and remain mysterious. There's yeah. no damn story in that game. It's just an empty world. You build shit and you kill the Ender Dragon. There's no. St- How do you turn that into a movie? That's a- no, I understand. Do you know what this reminds me of? Jesus Christ. Okay, well, here's the thing the, the Jack Black casting for all this stuff, it reminds me of them doing the Jumanji movies. Those stupid two Jumanji movies they did. That's like because yeah. they're like pulling out of nothing. Like the Jumanji movie wrapped it up. Like you got it. It was done and that's it. This turned it into some like VR and like all this crazy stupid stuff on a iconic movie and just like butchered the, the Jumanji oh name. This is this is frustrating now. I'm just like, oh my God, what, you, what is wrong with you people? I says in her in her interview, Brooks was first asked how many Minecraft movies she had signed on to, which she re- responded that she has signed on until the end of time. Brooks went on to explain how the movie recreates the game. She also teased the potential for her and co-star. Yeah, I already read that about singing. What are they gonna just build a house and grief on each other the whole time? It, there, this is a quote. It says, you can't do a movie with Daniel Brooks and Jack Black and not have us do something. I mean, we, we could because it's just not going to be in the script. But uh, I, you know what? I just, by principle, I hope that movie bombs. It what? could be the best movie ever. I just hope it bombs. I just want to review it. And uh, <laughs> that's it. it, uh, it I, 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 what do you react to that? Here's if you can a, turn Minecraft uh, to a movie, you can turn anything into a movie. That's that's what I'm saying. You're pulling out nothing. Here's what here's what was said. I ain't going anywhere. Laughs Warner Brothers. I'm here to stay. Legendary. I'm here to stay. I'm signed on until the end. I don't know how to play the game, 
but I know the world and the movie is pretty magical. It's so lifelike. I don't I don't know how much I can share, but I do know fans will not be disappointed with the world they've created. We absolutely do some green screen, but we got all the things there. Basically, all your senses are being used. You have the world for your sight, but also for an actor. The smells of certain things. It will make more sense months from now when I can actually explain it. I'm hopefully going to be singing in it. <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> I heard nothing but non the it's smell. Hard. It's a video game. Oh god. That's I've never played the game, but trust me, it'll be just like the game you remember. That, I have no idea what I'm doing. That quote right there. I've never played the game. That's the okay. Oh my god. It's she, the easiest game you could ever play because it's just a sandbox world. You you whatever you do is the game. Like you make up your own story. Yeah, so how do you pull out a freaking story for that? The only thing I can I can assume and I'm just Jesus making an Christ. assumption here is Minecraft Minecraft the story game that the one that actually had a story or whatever tried to make a universe for Minecraft. So there is story. There. I mean, it they wasn't Minecraft, terrible. Minecraft Dungeons. That's its own too. thing. Is it not? There, all there's no story to that game. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking over you. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, I'm looking at a picture of Jason Momoa in the movie, and I don't understand. My, in the Minecraft movie? Yeah. I wish I could send it to you right now. Uh, he looks like he's playing Aquaman, which I've heard this before. What the with an outfit he's wearing in the movie. It literally looks like I see Aquaman. his face like superimposed onto a onto the pixel character, but Oh no. <laughs> Are people making fan uh fan? They're things? just the most ridiculous looking image. Like I can't find an actual legit image that clearly doesn't look fake that somebody made. Oh my god. I, so here's a here's a fun one then talking on these lines here. So 10 upcoming video game movie adaptations that could recreate the Mario movie's $1.3 billion success. So yeah, that's, that's doubtful. Very, very, very. Well, doubtful. Yeah. The thing is that wasn't a live action movie. Yeah. And Nintendo so, was obviously heavily involved because they're very protective of their IP. Yeah. I, so for number 10, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog three. I, I think it'll do well. I think it's going to do very well, but it's not going to beat the Mario movie. There's no no freaking way. Not, no way that beats the Mario movie. There's, I would love to know the comparison of Sonic 1 and 2 to Mario. It's obviously done very well because it's getting a spinoff series that, that is on the level of the movies as well, which we reported on. Yeah. But number nine is The Legend of Zelda, which we still don't have a release date on. Number eight is Minecraft. Um, number seven is Detective Pikachu 2. Uh, six is Mortal Kombat 2. They're really pulling these out, aren't they? Five is Five Nights at Freddy's Apparently. 2. <laughs> Five. Uh, four is Death Stranding. They're making a Death Stranding movie. I mean, that game's already a movie. You just have to cut out the actual gameplay and voila, it, you got like a six hour movie. It basically is, yeah. And even using an actor as well. Uh, it looks like Jordan Peele is directing that. Interesting. Uh, number three is Mega Man. I, did not know we were getting a, a literally my favorite video game series, and I was unaware of this. Uh, You're not so, getting a new game, but they'll give you a no, movie. Yeah, wh- when the heck are we getting a new game? Oh my god, never. This is at a this me- point. A Mega Man movie has been in various stages of development for years. I, I knew about rumors years ago, but it says while this was shaken up due to Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox. 
The film is reportedly still in the works. Mega Man is one of the most iconic. Bye bye. It's just skimmed. Oh my God. I don't even know what it takes two is number two. They're all right. They're being stupid. They got five nights at Freddy's at number five. They got it takes two at number two. That is not going to beat out the Mario movie. <laughs> not even close. Oh my God. And then number one, guess number one. Take a while. Guess what number one is to beat out the Mario movie. I don't know. Halo. The Super Mario Brothers movie too. <laughs> Very creative. Oh, I know. This is a this is screen rant. That is one of the worst articles. I I I often go to them for news, but that is one of the worst articles I have ever read in my life. Along with the Minecraft article, which also came from Screen Rant. Um, that's uh, not a got, surprise. Uh, we are not sponsored, but should be after reading that crap. Um. <laughs> you should pay me to read your articles. Nobody should ever, ever freely read your articles. I, 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 I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it says Venom lore changes forever with change to his canon first appearance. Interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, canon out of the MCU. They really, uh, oh god. Yeah, when we get in the proper Blade adaptation. That's what I want to know. I I like the but old it has Blade to, movies Wesley too. Snipes has to be in it. I agree. Or I refuse to accept it. I I agree. He he's he's got to be. He's got to. It doesn't matter the age. They can make it work. I, I'm serious. They can make it work. I mean, even now at this point, like digitally, if if they're doing like you know something uh, where he's younger, um, however they implement him, they can do that now. Um, Venom's canonical first appearance has been altered forever. And Marvel superheroes, Secret Wars, Battle World, or what a title! Uh, the changes changes to Venom's lore showcases a darker side of the character and creates new questions about his origins. Marvel's recent mi- miniseries sheds new light on Venom's first days with the symbiote, altering his mi- mythos in unexpected ways. So interesting. Um, are they they're just going to keep changing this lore and canon forever? Is what it seems like, but. Well, you want to hear about an adaptation that might not completely suck? Oh, God, what is it? Apparently, from March 11th to March 30th, there is a Spirited Away uh, a stage adaptation in Japan. Interesting. Hmm. Not that you could afford to fly there next, like within a month to go see it in a language you don't speak, but... I Maybe it'll end up on YouTube or something. That'd be interesting to see, though. I'd watch it. Did you ever watch Turtles on the Turtles Broadway show <laughs> back in the day? I've never watched an actual like show, like the, like a stage show. I never, I never really cared for them. I, I don't either. There's, there's some that be interesting to watch that, like obviously, way too late to see, like from years and years ago. Um, but yeah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. But some of the adaptations, like the Dragon Ball. Have you ever watched the Dragon Ball one? No. I think some of these are like the ones that are done in Japan that are live stage plays would interest me off of some like, you know, anime movies and shows and stuff like that. But like, you know, if I knew what was going on, it might be interested. That might has a better chance of, you know, not being complete garbage. I mean, Green Day had a Broadway show for American Idiot. <laughs> you could buy so the South Park. Did, did they? That one did really well. Yeah, did the they? Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, that the Mormon true. Church actually endorsed. Yep, yep, yep. I heard it's uh pretty wild. Have Have you seen it? No, but I I know a few Mormons, and the the the, the whole Mormon religion is kind of wild in and of uh, itself. But yeah, that's that's, that's neither here nor there. 
that's a that's a whole thing um yeah but doesn't the, the book of mormon isn't it like crazy or something like i heard it's like uh not it's safe kind of work. accurate to the actual religion the fact that the actual I, church endorsed it you know says a lot that's crazy i didn't know that part interesting yeah not not oh a broadway God. guy but there's a few things i think when, I'm, I'm sorry i think i'm watching I'm, I'm on the wrong site did you know there's a Evangel- uh, evangelion healed sneakers that exist in um, japan no i knew about the trump shoes but I didn't know. <laughs> They're just Ava-themed healed sneakers. Did you know about the by a company called uh, Myla? I would love to see. It. You said even Evangelion shoes. Yeah, like they're, they're it's obviously uh, female footwear, but it's weird. Uh, okay then. Interesting. It's got like boot. It's like a heel shoe, but the actual bottom it, it looks more like a like a boot tread than anything else at the bottom. <laughs> Well, I see a bunch of Evangelion shoes on the evangelionshop.com. There's like Well, no, this this is actually uh, it's like hundreds. an official thing that the company's called uh uh Myla or Melo or however you pronounce it. M Y A L A is the actual company that makes these shoes. M Y L A. Oh, all four pairs are identically priced at 31,790 yen or $216. You said And they went on sale on the 16th apparently. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, two hundred sixteen dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, what the heck? How could you like legitimately? Uh, there's no way like anybody's actually rocking those. Well, those are heel. Obviously, they're they're. It's something that that it, that's obviously female footwear, but um, that that's crazy. It looks like anybody could wear that, but it looks so like you, you wear heels a lot. Then, With, I mean, they're they're like sneaker heels. <laughs> they're that's like, exactly 